Shout out to Generic Sports for producing the instrumental in the background. You can check out more of his work at soundcloud.com slash generic sports. I'm Noah Alvarez, by the way, and you are tuned in to the My Mike and I podcast. Thanks to everybody that's tuning in right now. Much love to everyone that's listening. Whether you're a day one listener or you're new to the show, really appreciate y'all. Also want to shout out to Vince Correa, who designed the my Mike and i logo that you are seeing in your screen but he also helps with a lot of other areas of the podcast too so kind of do with the podcast without them too generic sports and vince correa always got to shout them out before each show a reminder you can find this podcast on apple spotify TuneIn, stitcher google play soundcloud basically every listening platform that you could think of and if we are not on a listening platform feel free to hit me up and let me know you could talk to me on twitter at underscore Noah Alvarez or follow me on Instagram at Noha underscore Alvarez and you can follow the My Mike and I page on Instagram that's relatively new could use some followers so be sure to follow the My Mike and I Instagram page that's at my period Mike and period I one more time that's my period Mike and period I shout out to October Recording this on October 4th, and happy October to everybody. October, one of my favorite months of the year. I mean, I like summer a lot. I love December because of the Christmas and being around family. November's cool too, because you got a lot of food, a lot of leftovers. But October, man. October, I think think it takes the cake. Not for the reasons you are thinking of, though. Not because of pumpkin spice lattes at Starbucks. Not because of ug season or the weather changing and leaves changing on trees no strictly for that it's playoff baseball you got the nfl college football you also got the start of the nba and guess what the nhl just started too mls is going on too and the postseason right around the corner for mls i'm all the major sports are going on so if you're a sports fan october is your time to shine hey but let's get into this week's show for this week we did a listener engagement trying to switch things up a little bit last week we only had one listener tune in and uh not tune in but we only had one that one listener tune in that would have been kind of sad we only had one listener respond to uh the instagram question that i you know reached out and posted last week but instead i went with something a little different this week i just put up a poll not a poll it was just a questionnaire and basically you guys could ask me anything I put it on Instagram and I shared it on my personal Twitter. I gave those out a few seconds ago too. If you're already following me, be sure to follow me because I like to post up polls and questions up on those two websites. Nonetheless, we doubled. We doubled the amount of listener interaction questions for this week. I know going from one to two doesn't sound that much, but we doubled it. That's a 100% increase and I'm going to take that. <laughs> All right, so the first question I got asked, this was on Twitter. This is uh, from Max. Shout out to Max. He's been on the show. He talks about sports cards. Uh, definitely go check that episode out. He says, rank your top five NFL jerseys. This is a tough one. I was going to try and wing this, but then I had to. Uh, I actually had to go and break down which jerseys I really do like because there's a lot of good jerseys. And so I came down with my five. But I did want to give two honorable mentions. We're not talk about them that much. And we'll kind of speed through this one. But coming in as the first honorable mention, I gotta love the New England Patriots red 
throwback uniforms. The ones, yeah, the ones with the red and the white stripes on the shoulder pads. Uh, they, they wear them about once a year and you just, you love that look, it's classic. You have also the old Patriot logo too on the helmet, but we're just going jerseys here, not total uniform, not the whole package we're just looking at from the, the waist to the shoulder pads. So that's one of my honorable mentions. And then the second honorable mention, I don't know why this team doesn't wear them that often anymore, but the Kelly Green Philadelphia Eagles uniforms, the ones that Randall Cunningham used to play in. It's a throwback. And uh, they I, I remember them wearing it when LaShawn McCoy was still on the team. That was, I want to say, five, six years ago, but I haven't seen them wear it again since then. It's just a lighter shade of green than what the, the normal green they use now. But trust me, that lighter shade of green, that Kelly green, makes all the difference. So those are my two honorable mentions. Coming in at number five, I'm a homer right here. I'm going to pick the Carolina Panthers Columbia blue uniforms. When they did the color rush uniforms and they had the uh, they had the Columbia blue tops, Columbia blue pants, I mean, that ooh, that color combination was to die for. Ooh. But we're just going off jerseys. And that Columbia Blue Carolina Panther jersey is coming in at number five for me. Coming in at number four, I don't like this team. I don't like anything about this team. But I'm going to pick the San Francisco 49ers Color Rush Black Uniforms. Yes, the black uniforms with the red numbers and the red letters. Also, those two red stripes on the shoulder pads. Shoulder pads make all the difference. Uh, so there's, those are my number four pick. Coming in at number three, this one's just going to be the base Jacksonville Jaguars. It's the teal uniforms with the black shoulder pads. Uh, I got a big crush on those Jacksonville Jaguar uniforms. Very similar to the Carolina Panthers. Obviously, that, the Jackson Jaguars colors are more of a teal, where the Carolina Panthers is more of a Columbia blue. It's a little bit brighter, stands out a little bit more. But I like what the Jacksonville Jaguars did with those new jerseys and the new logo. So props to the Jaguars for coming in at number three. At number two, I have the throwback. They're either a throwback or they're a color rush, but I really like the Denver Broncos orange jerseys. The ones that John Elway used to wear. And then I think it was last year, the Denver Broncos actually wore them. Uh, the orange jerseys with that blue stripe coming down the helmet. But yes, those orange jerseys of the Denver Broncos. I don't like the Denver Broncos either. Trust me, I do. I'm the last person to like the Denver Broncos since they beat the Carolina Panthers in Super Bowl 50. But nonetheless, they have the second best jersey, in my opinion, in the NFL. And coming in at number one, it's another homework pick, too, technically, because I live in the area. But the blue and yellow of the Los Angeles Rams that's one of my that that has to be my favorite that takes the cake I mean when Todd Gurley and Jared Goff are wearing those uniforms and are putting up 30 40 points uh, on opposing teams man that that just that blue just stands out and of course we're just going jerseys we're not going total uniform complete package but with the the blue helmet and the yellow ram horns and then the yellow pants and I just oof, that's a dope color combination so I'm gonna go with the blue and yellow Los Angeles Ram jerseys that they wear at home, those are going to be my number one jerseys in the NFL. Also got another question on Twitter. This one is from Nick. Shout out to Nick. I actually never met him, but he's a, he's a fellow Sacramento State grad as well. He also, partic uh, he also participated. He was uh, with uh, KSSU, so shout out to KSSU, another KSSU alma mater. He asked, fantasy football. Is it bad for football? Agree, disagree. 
I'm going to have to disagree. Me personally, I think I am better off without fantasy football. I don't play with players that are on my specific team and that I don't find myself rooting for stats rather than wins and losses. But as a whole, I think it's good for football because there's a lot of people at work who play in fantasy football leagues that if they didn't play in those fantasy football leagues, they would have no idea what football was. They wouldn't know anything that's going on. They wouldn't pay attention to anything like that. And I just think, okay, you know, whether they're super invested into their team or super invested into the sport or not, you're still drawing viewers from different areas, different areas that you probably would never have thought of before. And these new people continue to watch football. And I think anytime you can get new fans of football and more viewers of football, whether they're super involved or not, I think that's good for the sport. So I think fantasy football is good for football because think about how many people who are working nine to five and, you know, they play in a fantasy football league at work and Monday night or Thursday night, they're talking about it at their work. Hey, you watching the game tonight? Yeah, I have, you know, I have, you know, just because last night was the Los Angeles Rams and Seattle Seahawks. Like, hey, I had Cooper Cup on my fantasy team. Or, hey, I had Russell Wilson on my fantasy team. Like, hope he goes off tonight. It just it just starts a conversation that wouldn't have been had had there not be fantasy football. There wouldn't be a bunch of non-football fans caring about the players, caring about the stats, and caring about other teams and watching football, which I think in the end is good for football so thank you to nick and max for asking the two questions in our listener interaction of this week this is now a good time to tell you about big heads podcast network the big heads podcast network is host to many great podcasts like mine the my mike and i podcast but also it's host to a city like yours we'll be right back after a quick commercial describing more on the show I'm Michael, the host of the semi-monthly podcast, In a City Like Yours. Join me as I chat with interesting people with interesting life stories. You can listen to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. You can follow us on Twitter at IACLYS Podcast, as well as on Facebook and Instagram at In a City Like Yours Podcast. Please feel free to let me know what you think. And keep coming back for the many interesting stories in a city like yours. Boom, Noah Alvarez back in action. And on this week's show, I have on King Malcolm. And Malcolm and I, we both played Golden, uh, we both played football at Golden West College out of high school. I kept in touch with him via social media and whatnot. And he's starting a lot of good things. We talk about him starting up his podcast. We also talk about him and his music career and his music aspirations as an artist. And we talk about a lot of different things too. It's a really fun conversation. Uh, it's good. It's always good to catch up with an old friend. And this was more than just catching up, man. We, You can see we kind of venture off and have a lot of fun in the conversation talking about different things, reminiscent at our times at Golden West. Also talking about him, you know, his dream aspirations of becoming an athletic director somewhere like Cal State Long Beach. And we just have a lot of fun. It, it, we're just bouncing around from different topics to topics. So I hope you enjoy the conversation. Without further ado, here's the conversation with King Malcolm and I. All right, thanks again for hopping on, King Malcolm. 
I want to talk about your show, a much needed conversation podcast, or a needed conversation podcast. Yeah, a needed conversation. Um, what was the idea behind starting that? The idea behind a needed conversation was because I feel like a lot of people in the world we don't understand each other, you know, and I feel like a needed conversation was a needed conversation that we needed to have, and it all started with. So I had saw a thread, I think on like, I don't know what it was, like Twitter maybe, and it was talking about how females get really feared like they really deep into their bones fear when their significant other yells and like raises his voice mm. and that's something I never took in consideration you know and it was like a bunch of girls like I feel this way too I feel this way too and it was like such a big number I had to like ask my Instagram followers like hey do y'all feel this way and a lot of the girls who I didn't think would feel that way, you know, like a lot of girls, it's like, I beat the nigga up and stuff like that. They felt that way, and it was like, yeah, and I asked them why, and it was like, boy, it's very, it was very, like, enlightening about, like, like this is, like, how they really feel, and you would, this is stuff dudes would never know mm-hmm. if, you know, if we never talked about it. I would ask some of my homies, like, hey, y'all ever, felt, y'all ever knew this about y'all girls? And I'm like, nah. So I'm like, all right, well, maybe it's a lot, I feel like it's a lot of stuff that we don't talk about in society, either because it's not right, or it's not acceptable, or you know, we just get so close, so close-minded that we don't want to listen to other people's point of views. So I feel like a, a needed conversation was needed because I feel like a, there's a there's a disconnect in the world a lot more than there used to be. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you know if we can talk about it and we can get each other to understand what's really going on, and we can get two people from two different points of views on one subject, and they both can sit down and talk about their problems and their reasoning. And their struggles to what they go through, I feel like maybe then we can connect again, and maybe the love can start flowing between mm-hmm. each other as human beings, you know. Mm-hmm. Especially between genders, the yeah. conversation. I feel like the lack of communication between yeah. the two genders is like why there's so many divorces, mm-hmm. why there's so many breakups and fights and that kind of stuff. Because there's just they're not one's one side is not usually willing to communicate, mm-hmm. and the other side is, and it's just lopsided. It yeah. could be both the female or the male. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It varies from. It's time. always like especially very controversial topics. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always one person who's going to overpower the other one because what they feel is more right, and they're just they're so passionate about it that sometimes I don't think that we can take ourselves away from what we feel and listen to somebody else. You know, for example, like. Like I'm saying, with different genders, different races. Like I grew up in Long Beach where it's a lot of many different races. So I was always well-cultured with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But I've met people who don't understand, you know, certain things. Right. You know, I've met people who were black that didn't <clears throat> that didn't really understand certain white people. I met white people that really didn't understand certain black people. And it's like, it's not, you know... I feel like we all kind of go through the same things. It's money, love, heartbreak, stress, anxiety, mm-hmm. depression. and But we just can't see it as that. We see it as, you know, oh, he got a million dollars. He should have no problems. Yeah. Like, that's not... <laughs> like, just because his social status or just because of what he does and who he is doesn't mean that mm-hmm. he doesn't go through troubles just as you do. Mm-hmm. It might just seem less to you because, yeah, it's not your problems. Mm-hmm. But that don't mean you, can, you can't, you know feel for this man, I feel for this person because of his problems. So I feel like a must needed, con- I mean, a needed conversation was just, it's just, it's just exactly the name. It's just mm-hmm. a needed conversation, you know? It's just something that we all should sit down and talk about. I want to create a place where everybody is comfortable talking and everybody can listen 
and it's very open-minded. So you really got to sit and listen before you make a judgment. Mm-hmm. And it's not to get, it's not really to say, you know, this side is right or this side is wrong. It's just to get people to at least listen to other people, at least listen to the opposition. Mm-hmm. And then maybe we can come back and learn to grow from there. You know, yeah. if, if, if the seeds are never planted, the forest will never grow again. Mm-hmm. So if, if I can at least, you know, dig up the soil and we can plant the seeds, yeah. then I feel like that a, might it's help. A start, a little right? bit. Yes, it start. Mm-hmm. Like at least say I'm trying. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the biggest thing, just at least trying. Mm-hmm. I remember a couple of years ago, right, Kevin Love, a big NBA player, and mm-hmm. you're talking about the bank account. It doesn't really matter. They're all going through the similar things. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people took it as a surprise, you know, like, oh, he, he was depressed, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of people were surprised by that news. But it, it shouldn't be too surprising because, like you said, everyone goes through these emotions. Mm-hmm. Sure, money may help cover up some of the stuff, but all it is is a bigger Band-Aid, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, some of this stuff is not... And if we don't have the tools to necessarily recover some from some of the stuff that we face, I mean, I just know from like growing up, you're talking about the different cultures that we come from. Mm-hmm. Just growing up in a Latino household, none of the none of the men in relationships and marriages they don't talk. They're just yeah. always quiet. My my dad to my grandfather, mm-hmm. they don't talk about their feelings. And then when they do get like feeling some type of way, usually they lash out in some dramatic yeah. kind of fashion where it's like fuck what the hell is that yeah. I, didn't, I didn't even know you were feeling that way yeah and that's something i've like faced myself too because i just grew up watching yeah. my uncles and my Me dad too. and my grandfather and so now i'm in relationships and i have that tendency but yeah. i you know <laughs> but i've gone to school and i and i do different yeah. programs and i have different people tell me that that basically helped me say hey that's not healthy and yeah. so like i have these resources that some of my because i'm first generation so yeah. my parents you know definitely and grandparents and they all come from mexico so they don't have they didn't have the tools mm-hmm. and so me learning that it's like well i have to unlearn a lot of unhealthy yeah, habits that's, and that's definitely what that's mm-hmm. definitely how i can definitely that's what kind of like the podcast came from because you know once you go to school especially you get to like college you start learning stuff mm-hmm. and you start seeing certain traits that you're like i would never be that way and then yeah. you start looking at it like damn i'm exactly that way yeah yeah I, I still have those problems i still i still do the same thing so i definitely mm-hmm. that's definitely where the podcast came from you know a lot of my personal stuff that i've been through a lot of me being able to connect with a lot of people you know like like i said i grew up in areas that's real bad so to be in those areas mm-hmm. and to to know those people and to understand those people then to go to golden west and to certain schools and then going to kentucky and meeting these certain people that's all different type of cultures that's all different types of people and really sitting down and talk to them and listen to their story i think i learned a lot about everybody that i tried to relate to everyone else mm-hmm. you know and that's why i need a conversation i feel like it's a place where everybody can be comfortable telling their story and their side of their story and mm-hmm. telling their problems and telling their reasoning and their their struggles and their fight. Because at the end of the day, like, like I said, I just want I just want people to understand if mm-hmm. anything. You know, you might not like those people still, you might not, you know, get those people still, but if you can understand them, then I feel like you can at least have a little sympathy towards them. Yeah. You know? I feel like that would help. Especially like like one of my favorite comedians is Robin Williams. Uh-huh. So when Robin Williams, you know, who I think is the funniest people in America like, ever, and just to see like him, like to hear like he killed himself with depression, mm-hmm. it's like crazy because I would mm-hmm. watch certain interviews and you would never, never have guessed, guessed that. that, you mm-hmm. know, and Mac Miller, stuff like that is just like we don't, you know, because we sometimes forget to see people as people. Mm-hmm. 
no matter what they believe in, no matter what race they are, no matter what, you know, sexual orientation they have, who they decide to be with, what religion they decide to pray to, whatever. We forget to see these people as people. Mm-hmm. And that's where the disconnect from. And I feel like there's a lot of hate in this world now mm-hmm. because it's so easy to hate on somebody and get away with it. Right. So I need a conversation just... It's just exactly what the title is. It's a needed conversation. It's stuff that we need to talk about in this society to keep our society going and mm-hmm. not just be on Facebook, you know, or on yeah. Instagram. Doing it for likes. Yeah, yeah. It's not a it's not a, a cloud. We live in a cloud society. Yeah, now we do. Where everything is just a, man, bro, I'm trying to get 200, 300 likes. Yeah. But it's like, all right, so you go. And we want it instant, too. We, exactly. we don't want to, like, put the work in for Everybody it. wants instant. It's right now. I need it right now. And it's like, that's. What happened to putting your time in and working for it? What happened to the marathon, like Nip Shussel said? Yeah. Like, everybody thinks, you know, you're just going to, oh, I'm going to go get it now. No, you got to, like, <laughs> put in the work. You can't just wake up one day, like, you know what? I'm going to go rob somebody become a millionaire. Like, <laughs> like, I might be cool for you, bro, but you just robbed somebody. Like, yeah. like, like what was his name? What was the guy? The uh, Boink guy game? Boink, mm. boink, oh, yeah. boink, boink game, game guy? Yeah. That was the dumbest thing in the world. And it's mm. like, well, even if it's scripted or not, like, what makes you think that that's okay to just take somebody's stuff and just pull out? Like, yeah. Not even people's stuff, yeah, like, like stories like, and, like, yeah. So, right, so if that person had a gun and shot you dead, was that still funny? <laughs> like, I, it's just, I just didn't understand that. And I try to talk to people, and everybody's kind of, like, superficial now. Mm-hmm. So I try to really get to know people. Mm-hmm. So I've always been like that, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like a needed conversation is just a place where... We can get to know each other. You yeah. know, you don't have to see this person as something else. It's just a person that you're talking to at the moment. Mm-hmm. You just listen to their story, listen to their problems, and you just relate because, you know, if you take away the look from people and just listen to their voice, I feel like you really can relate to people more. Mm-hmm. Now, who do you plan on having on the show as a different guest from your back uh, people you know? Um, I would definitely love to get people I know, people I don't know, people who, who, you know, are more experts on certain situations, you know, for example, if I would have a, for, like if I would have a, let's say we have a, a, a you know, the LBTQ conversation mm-hmm. to have somebody that, you know, represents those things versus somebody who doesn't agree with all of those things would be perfect because, you know, that person can listen to how they feel. And that other person, and they can exchange words, but not in an argument. It would right. Be, like in a know, comfortable in environment. In a comfortable yeah. environment, you know. I definitely won't, I definitely will not allow nothing on my podcast about nothing. <clears throat> There's no bullying, you know. I'm, I'm going to have security, so you don't have to worry about, like, somebody <laughs> getting up and, no, I don't want that. Like, that's just. Yeah. It's just, it's a safe place. And that's what the main thing, environment I want to make around. It's a safe place where you can talk about your problems and your struggles and how you feel without nobody saying, you know what, oh, I feel this way. Like, mm-hmm. this is your time to talk. Let, let's say what you got. Say what you got to say, what you want people to understand about, you know, what you represent and the struggles that you represent and the fight that you represent. Mm-hmm. And then listen to somebody else's opposing and kind of, like I said, get an understanding of each other. Mm-hmm. So that way, next time you see somebody, you won't be like, Oh, that's that gay guy. Right? Yeah. Oh, that's that lesbian chick. Now you're like, oh, that's that's Michael. Or, yeah. oh, hey, that's Leslie. Yeah. Now you understand them as human beings and not just what they are. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest thing now. I feel like, too, we're talking about the like everybody wanting things instant, too. We're not willing to talk as much. And when we do talk, it's very, like, attacking. 
and especially like in politics now, especially with like the today's current president, <laughs> everything's just like, oh, you support him? Well, fuck you. Yeah. You know, you're this, this, and that. And then, oh, you don't support him? Well, fuck you. You're this, this, yeah. and this. And it's just, it's very attack culture right now. We can't, you know what I mean? If a lot of times you see the news people do it too. So it's like you're getting the ideas from this Fox mm-hmm. News or the CNNs. It makes it look like it's right. Right, that it makes yeah. it look like it's normal. But that's not how normal people go about conversations. Mm-hmm. And it almost... You feel unsafe sometimes having that conversation between different parties where we can't have two people of different opinions talk about something, which, and ultimately that's what you need though, because Mm -hmm. then everyone just kind of sticks in their own little bubble without growing, without learning from that other side. Well, I think one thing that like, like just random left, like people just all of a sudden feel like you can have an opposite opinion of me and we can still be cool. I don't understand where... You know, you feel this way, I feel this way. I don't like you no more. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That doesn't make sense to me. Like, all right, he, he likes Donald Trump. You don't. What that guy do with you going to go get something to eat? Like, yeah. I see, like, people be people can be two perfect people for each other mm-hmm. and have one opposing opinion <laughs> and never, like, hang out again, just completely hate each other. Yeah. And I just, I just don't understand that, you know? Not everybody needs to be like what you like. Not everybody needs to, you know, want what you want, you know? Mm-hmm. If we all the same, then what, what what fun is that? You know, there's no differences between people. No variety, like, yeah. It's, it's boring. Like, <laughs> I know exactly what you want. I know exactly what you want to do. Uh-huh. <sighs> all right, I'm bored <laughs> now. I'm going to go over here and see what else is going on, you know? Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's just it's definitely yeah. a disconnect. Something on a minor scale, my girlfriend's sister, <laughs> and she's vegan. And I, I can't give up meat, you know. I love the chicken, <laughs> yeah. I love the pork, I love the carne asada. Yeah. But you know, what I mean, like we're still cool. We still see eye to eye on a lot of other different mm-hmm. things. And she doesn't, you know, I don't give her crap for being vegan, and she doesn't give me crap. Yeah. She tries not to for being me. But <laughs> I like hearing her side of things too because she definitely informs me on like certain processes. Like, oh shit, like you know, it makes me yeah. think. And I'm just like more aware of different things that I wasn't before. Where if I was just like part of those people who just attack when they talk yeah. and someone who different has a difference in opinion, you know, I couldn't have that conversation. Mm-hmm. But I, I love hearing things from her that's always, like, it's very enlightening to me because, like, oh, shit, I, I didn't know that. Like, yeah. That's terrible. Like, you know? no, the funniest thing to me now, like, if you, if you support a gay person, you're gay. Like, yeah. What? Like, <laughs> how, how am I gay because I want that person to love whoever that person wants to love. Like, right. it don't have nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. I'm just happy that person's happy. Because that's an angry person, the world is messed up. Because mm-hmm. there's no telling what that angry person could do. That's why we got all these shootings and all this crazy stuff. Because nobody just told you, you know what? I'm happy for you. You do what you want to do. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't get that. Like, hey, you're gay. Why? Because you believe the gay people should get married. <laughs> yeah, I believe everybody can get married if they fall in love. Right. Like, why would I tell you who to love? Like, mm-hmm. why would I tell you to? I don't care what you do. Honestly, you don't affect me. Like, <laughs> like I don't really care. I really don't. Yeah. <clears throat> It really does. Yeah, that's just it's crazy. Like the interrelation relationships, all that stuff I wanna bring to a conversation, you know what I'm saying? Because I brought I came from so many different backgrounds, you know, as you know, African American male who grew up in Long Beach and, you know, went to school in Orange County, who went to school in Kentucky, who, you know, talked to white girls, who talked to white males on my football team, no Mexicans. Samoans, all these different races that I know and I talk to, mm-hmm. to understand them, and then to like hear somebody I know who doesn't understand them talk about them, and be like, bro, that's not even how they are. No, like, yeah, you don't even know these people, but you just have a just complete judgment about them that makes you hate these people. Mm-hmm. 
which is just like this is like crazy to me like you can't mm-hmm. even open your mind enough to understand that that person is the same as you mm-hmm. you know like I, like in Long Beach there's a lot of like racial tension and I had a lot of you know Latino friends and then you start looking at like the foods we eat they be the same like you know pig intestines all types of different stuff <laughs> yeah which is like deep in our culture but it's, it's all just like it's the chicken, white, pork you it's, know just, it's the same thing it's just cooked different right just a little bit the seasoning, seasoning is a little yeah. different that's all it is but for some reason we hate each other like that doesn't even make sense like mm-hmm. These are people, we should be more connected to anybody. We live right, right next to each other. Like, <laughs> it's just crazy. Yeah. But that's why I think a needed conversation is for is for people to sit down and tell their story from two opposing views, to hear out the opposing opposing view, mm-hmm. and to go, you know what? I get why you said that. I get why you feel this way. I get why you are the way you are. Mm-hmm. I can't judge you for who you are. Mm-hmm. I'm just happy that you're happy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like even if you can't come to that, but to at least, like I said, listen to somebody else and go, you know what? I get that. Mm-hmm. If you can just get to that point, then I feel like I've done what I could for okay. my podcast. You know, yeah. if you can just be like, you know what? Like every time you see somebody of opposing view, now you can be like, you know what? I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. You know, I might not agree with it. Right. But I get it. So, I get why you think the way you do. Yeah, I get why you feel that way. I get why you like what you like. I get why you do what you do. Mm-hmm. I get it. I might not feel that way, but who am I? Like, you know, hey, yeah, it is what it is at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like just bringing two people together, you never know what could happen. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely going to, I think it's definitely going to be fun. Now, do you plan on doing just audio at first or like starting off you can go right from the jump with video and that kind of stuff? Um... Probably a little bit of both, you know. I want to do some, some on the on the on the field stuff, you know. Go out, ask people how they feel, okay, why they feel that way. Just random people, you know, and then have two people sit down and talk about more in depth of what is going on in their struggles and stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. But I definitely want to do some video stuff. But at the moment, I'm going to focus on you know getting the audio done, and then because like I said, if you can hear these people without seeing them sometimes yeah it might help right you know I might you never know you <laughs> no know we're very saying? yeah I, I get what you're saying if, people could be judging yeah you might see somebody and be like oh no I don't want him nothing he gotta say yeah yeah but he might be the most you know mm-hmm. intellectual person in the world mm-hmm. but he might have dreadlocks face tattoos yeah and a big blue rag hanging off his side of his head but right. it's just like if you see him you might judge him before you listen to what he gotta say mm-hmm and that might throw it off. So the audio is definitely the most important aspect of it. But the video of it will definitely get people to see how they interact with each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to do it for clout. I don't want to do it be like, I got two people in here who don't like each other, and they're going to fight and argue yeah, all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want that. Some like... Uh, Jerry Springer yeah, stuff. Jerry I, Springer. Don't want, <laughs> I don't want that like that. Because if you swing on me, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we just all stay calm and talk. Yeah. You know, because people don't talk anymore. We argue. And people don't understand the difference between talking and arguing. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like there's a big difference. I don't argue. I will talk with you. We can have a whole conversation about opposing views and this and that. But if we don't argue, that's too much energy. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the audio is definitely the, the m- most important aspect of it for me right now. But down the line, I definitely want to do video stuff, you know, polls, you know, get different people's opinions and then 
sit down and have two, like I said, two people talk and have that video and be able to just create a space where everybody can feel comfortable with, you know, mm -hmm. where everybody can feel comfortable giving their opinion and comment. That's not full of hate. It's not just like, oh, F these people because they feel this way. Like, that's, yeah. that's just like stupid. It's ignorant at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's definitely like the most important thing to me. Mm -hmm. You're multi-talented, right? Yeah. You got different outlets and that stuff. You go by King Malcolm. Yeah. As an artist, what kind of inspired you to pursue that artist's lifestyle? I've always been like infatuated with like just music. You know, music has always been something who really moves me. You know, I can listen to one song and feel a certain way, and I can listen to another song and feel another certain way. And I definitely took that when I was little. I just, I, when I was little, I just had my grandmother, you know, my mom, my auntie, they would sit in front of the living room and they would go, uh, <laughs> they would go, now introducing Malcolm. Ah, and they do like the fake noise now. And I would run out and like do like stand up comedy. I would do oh, like, really? I would perform Usher songs and like dance <laughs> and stuff. Let I kid you not. Yeah. It was, uh, what was the song at the time? It's seven o'clock on the dot. Oh, okay. That yeah. was like, I used to do that all the time. So that always was like, you know, and then I've always, I used to like take people's songs and write my rendition of their song, mm. but make it exact, sound exactly like their song. But <laughs> but then I kind of like evolved it more and developed it. And mm -hmm. then I became good at it. And I try to, like I said, I try to keep it relatable as possible. So the life of music that, moved me I want to be able to move people you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. the 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 situation that music has gotten me through I want to help get people through it's really not about the money for me it's just about my love of music and knowing what music has done for me and to think about somebody who's been in those situations or who is going through those situations if I can get them you know feeling better or get them out of those situations just by a song I made mm -hmm. then I've done my job you know mm -hmm. that's like my biggest thing right there that what makes me want to do music mm -hmm. that right there are you looking to kind of be in different genres or are you just looking to stick with rap or what, what kind of the genre are you going for that's a good question <laughs> uh I love I love music like country music I think country music is really good okay. because it's real it's real I like real music. If you're going to talk about something that's serious, not serious, but like I can relate to, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people, not even just rappers, a lot of people just make music and they be like, yeah, this, that, that, this, this, this. It's it's like, it don't yeah. make no sense. It don't have no real subject matter. It's just talking about whatever is cool, you know, just riding the wave. Mm -hmm. I don't agree with that no matter what genre it is. Mm -hmm. But if you're talking about, you know what, this is life. This is getting somebody to do something. This is, you know, even if you make a happy song, mm -hmm. even if you make a song where it's just party and having fun, it's a way you do certain things yeah. that can change somebody's whole, you know, emotion and feeling about that music mm -hmm. or after listening to that song. Yeah. So I don't know if I'll ever get into other genres. I can't sing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Maybe like <laughs> auto tune, like everybody else is doing, but I can't sing. You know, I I would definitely do other music if it ever came to me. You know, like reggae. I feel like Ooh, I can rap okay. over a reggae beat. Yeah, I feel like I can rap over a country beat. I can rap over any beat. That's yeah. how I feel personally. Okay, people, you know, I just had these things where I just ask people like, "Hey, name a song." 
any song and I'm gonna rap over it. Okay. <laughs> and like I would get like all types of just wild stuff, but they were good. So people were like, oh, okay, you did, you did it. Mm-hmm. So I definitely would branch out, you know, to other genres if they allow me to. <laughs> That's the key right there. If they yeah. allow me to, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want. I don't want to be like how they did not Lil Nas X. Yeah. I was about to say. <laughs> like, they did him wrong. Uh-huh. But they blasted him for that. Yeah. I was, He's making millions, up. billions probably. Yeah, they can't can't hit him now. Mm-hmm. I hope he can keep doing it though. Mm-hmm. Keep proving them wrong. So, who are some artists that you find yourself listening to and liking a lot, whether recently or older? Um, just artist period. Mm-hmm. I would say I really like I really like J Cole. Okay. My biggest influences I would say are like J Cole, Andre Three Thousand, Scarface. Just the way they flow, their storytelling, their delivery, and like just like their flow. Nipsey Hussle, just you know the message that he puts out. There's a lot of artists I like. I like uh, Kendrick Lamar is my favorite artist. I can't say that Kendrick Lamar and J Cole are my favorite artists now. <laughs> but I like. T Grizzly, I listen to a lot of T Grizzly. Kevin T. Gates, Grizzly, yeah, I like Kevin Gates a lot. Uh, Todd Alisson, I listen to as a singer. Uh, I just recently started listening to Sir, mm. but I really like Sir's music, mm-hmm. so I listen to that. Um, there's a, a, a Samoan rapper from the Bay named Ado. Ado, okay. I really listen to Ado. Ado is cool. I like Ado. Um, Nipsey Hussle is always like my biggest like. Mm-hmm. He gets me going. Yeah. Nipsey's just game plan. I just, I adopted the game plan. I'm a marathon baby. We running. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So Nipsey is definitely a big influence on me. Um, you know, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. Yeah. That's about like the main people I really listen to. I listen to everybody, but I think those are like the main ones that's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I listen to them no matter what they put out. I'm going right. to listen to. At least if I like it or not, I'm like, all right. Yeah. I'm at least check it out, you know, mm-hmm. but the baby is cool. I like the baby right now. He's hot right now. Yeah, he's hot. He's yeah. Yeah, I like his little he flow. He's just sometimes it kind of gets like all right, a little, a little repetitive. Yeah, he kind of <laughs> he's he's a really good artist. He really, I really like the baby, but he kind of like talks about the same stuff. Yeah, all the time. Mm-hmm. Shooting, fighting. I slap somebody. <laughs> It's tight. I don't get me wrong. Like, I no, like it. It's good hype music. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you if can't, you go out to a football game yeah. or a basketball game, they're, they're playing the baby. definitely playing, like, you but you mean? definitely don't want to be like hanging with your girl, <laughs> trying to set the mood. And, <laughs> playing the baby. Yeah, playing yeah. the baby. Y'all might start fighting. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's definitely, but he's cool. I like the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, Any artists you don't like right now like, in the message that I'm putting out? That's a good question. Uh, I can't say... I guess I understand why they do it, so I can't say I don't mm-hmm. like them. You know what I'm saying? Like I understand why they making music. If you just making music to get the money, yeah, I understand it. Trust me, it shows. You know right. what I'm saying? But I can't say it's nobody I don't like because, like I said, I understand it. Mm-hmm. I get why you doing it. If you, you know, if I think it's stupid, somebody likes it. Yeah. So no. you making money. So right. it's like, hey, I ain't hating on you. Do your thing. Mm-hmm. I might not go to a show, but. If somebody else wants to go to your show, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna tell them. Oh no, you shouldn't go there. Like, I don't. I don't say it's nobody I really don't like. I, I respect music. Mm-hmm. I respect the time and the, and the effort and the craft that it takes to put out music. So if you putting that out, then hey, I can't. Who am I to hate on? Yeah, you know exactly. Cardi B is like, I I really could care less for Cardi B. Okay. 
I'm not saying I like her music. Like, she has some songs that's like cool, but like her music's kind of like all right. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right. I read. Really can't like yeah. relate or like listen to it too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably like, the only person I can say I really don't. Yeah, sometimes I feel like an old head, an old hip hop head, just because you were talking about J Cole. J Cole's one of my favorite mm-hmm. artists too, and that that re- this response 1985 oh, to yeah. Lil Pump. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was yeah. You know what I mean? That's like yeah, he he sh- he definitely should have thought about that when he. <laughs> When you don't, you don't go against. There's certain people you don't go against. No, nah. you know, like Eminem, you just leave him alone. Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, J Cole, you just nah. kind of like let Drake, just let those guys go. Just as they just have too much status and too mm-hmm. much lyrical ability. It's just like, all right, you know, I'm not gonna say that. To yeah, you. Like, exactly. Little pump, definitely. Yeah, Earned you know what I'm saying. Basically, yeah. I don't like. I don't like how a lot of. Only thing I say I don't like is how a lot of these people. I get you confident in yourself. I get that. If you feel like you're the best rapper alive, I completely understand that because mm-hmm. that's how I feel. But you ain't got to go out and name drop other people that's at the top of the, you know, like, mm-hmm. you ain't got to be like, I'm better than Tupac. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, how do you compare yourself yeah. to that? It's like, you, you got to get to that level to, I feel like once you get to that level, the music and other people would have that conversation for you. Mm-hmm. If I got to have the conversation, I'm trying too hard. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Let your music speak for itself. Yeah, like, I got to Because Kendrick never came out and said, well, actually, he did on that control verse, but, I mean, he never said, like, hey, I'm better than Pac, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, I think he was just kind of like, I'm setting the bar. Yeah. Like, all right, whatever y'all talking about. He's trying even, to bring something back. Yeah, look, this is what we're doing from now on. Yeah. Either you, you hear or we're not worried about you no more. Right. So that's kind of like, I liked it. I mm-hmm. loved it. I thought it was very great competition. I didn't understand. I didn't understand why... The only people who responded to him was people he didn't name. You no, know what I'm saying? Know, like, yeah, yeah. He wouldn't like, even talk to you. He yeah, was like, 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 you're dissing him. Lupe like, Fiasco like, was like, why are you? He didn't even say nothing about y'all. He yeah. was talking about the people mm-hmm. that he felt like was his biggest competition. Mm-hmm. So, why are you even upset? Like, I like, why are you even upset? Like, bro, yeah. he's just, he just saying the truth. As yeah. a rapper, that's how that's how you should feel. Like, right. I'm supposed to just be quiet because everybody, oh, you know, <laughs> you know, it's I mean, competition at the end of the day. Yeah, that's you what can the be artist is. Yeah, you just competition. You know what I'm saying? Even with their own label mates, mm-hmm. it's competition. If Kenneth Lamar and Schoolboy Q and J Rock all dropped the album in the same day, it's still competition, even though they're all from the same, you know, TDE. But it's mm-hmm. like one's got to want to top. Somebody's got to top the other. Mm-hmm. And hey, I, if I got a homie. And we both doing this, and my album do better than yours. Oh, I'm talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, bro. Yeah. I'm at hundred thousand. What you at right now? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's exactly. not like, but it's just it's just friendly competition at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. If you take it serious, then cool. Mm-hmm. I gotta crush you. But if you don't, cool. We can be friends. Right. You know, I don't. I don't have any beefs. I don't want any beefs. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a gangster. I never said I was a gangster. I don't talk about shooting people. Yeah. God, I don't shoot people. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I just wanna. Have fun. So I feel like mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't have no hate toward nobody. Yeah, that's good, man. I mean, like going back to the conversation, any artists I don't like, they kind of like that new wave of rappers that yeah. are doing it for the clout because I feel like they're putting out bad messages. You know, and just like yeah, you're talking about with beef, Takashi Six Nine. Uh, he's going out to Chief Keith's neighborhood and, and you know, pulling talking up. about Chicago rappers exactly. and all that stuff. Yeah. But kids are going to be seeing that, thinking, okay, like you know, that's okay to do without. Takashi dipped right after taking that video, you know what I mean? But Definitely. kids don't see that. 
They gonna so be trying to be... sit at the bus stop just talk about everybody on the block. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you might not make it off that block. Exactly. <laughs> like, He's giving you know, so some some rappers are giving kids the bad message. No, right? I definitely and, understand. Leading that. them to to you know all these fights you're seeing at school nowadays mm-hmm. and shit like that because people are listening to that and seeing that and they're like, oh fuck, okay, I can do this without any consequences. Mm-hmm. Bet and then. They end up with the consequences, like, mm-hmm. fuck, what was that, you know? De- no, I definitely get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I definitely understand that. That's why I feel like it's a lot of... I feel like female rap definitely mm-hmm. needs more better role models. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying, hey, whatever you got to say, whatever your story is, honest, I respect it. Like I said, you know what I'm saying? But I feel like there's nobody pushing, you know what I'm saying? I feel like female rappers... It's hard for them to make it because yeah. not too many people want to listen to them. They just want to look at them. And what they want to listen to yeah. is not like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I like Lizzo. Mm. Lizzo, yeah, she, she's... I like Lizzo. She's tight. She, like- she is, she, she's definitely original. Mm-hmm. And I like Lizzo, stuff she says, because it's, it's her. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I like Young and May because Young and May is her. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Meg Thee Stallion, I like her because she's her. her. You know, yeah. she might have a hot girl summer. But then she'll come back and be like, all right, now it's school girl fall. And yeah. it's like school girl semester. Like, she's at least saying, like, all right, yeah, we had our fun. Like, let's let's get back on our shit now. Yeah. And I, I like that. You know what I'm saying? I like people. I like people who tell their story. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, one of my, like, I was like, like one of my favorite rappers is J-Rock. Mm-hmm. And J-Rock has always been who J-Rock is. Mm-hmm. And he's really good at it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? J-Rock's never tried to do anything that wasn't J-Rock. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't even know who J Rock is, but I feel like he's very one of the most slept on rappers. Mm-hmm. I think him and Nipsey are in that same kind of boat. Yeah, because it's like we just we from the hood, we talking about hood stuff, but we're not talking about it to where it's like glorifying it. it. Yeah. yeah, we're trying to tell you like if you get in this lifestyle, this is what you should expect. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. This is what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. This is what you're gonna run into. You're gonna prison, gunfights, shootouts. This is what you should expect. Mm-hmm. And if you still decide to do that, I'm going to teach you how to do it the right way. But I'm also going to teach you that <laughs> if you go that way, yeah, 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 you might have a more lucrative, more, you know, longer life. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's definitely cool for me coming from those places and seeing those people talk like that. That's definitely like king shit. That's definitely like big bro trying to help you out. Just listen type of stuff. Because mm-hmm. either way, either way you decide, I got a lesson for you. But I would rather you go that way. But if you're going to go this way, hey, at least let me teach you how to do it the right way. Right. You know? That's like Scarface. Scarface, actually Scarface, Mount Little a lot. That's what he would talk about. Mm-hmm. You know? Go that way. But if you're not going to go that way, this is how you do this right. Yeah. You know, it's not just throw you out in the fire and feed you to the wolves. <laughs> Are you bang now? All right, you, you got to go over there. Yeah. You know, he's telling you like, all right, look, this is what you should expect. This is what's going to happen. <laughs> when this situation happens, this is what you do. Right. Now, if you don't want to get into none of this, then do this. Yeah. I can respect that mm-hmm. to the fullest, you know. That I respect it for. But the new age rappers, like I said, I get it. I get why you're doing it. But like J. Cole said, have you ever thought about your impact? Right. That's that's the truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the truth. Like, mm-hmm. you got to think about what you leave and the legacy you leave behind. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's why, like everybody said, you know, oh, Nipsey's, Nipsey this, Nipsey that, you know. But if you really pay attention to Nipsey's career, like I did, Nipsey been big. It's just he didn't go worldwide global mm-hmm. until after his death. But if you not even have the 
groundwork to leave that legacy, dead or not, you're it's not gonna be there. Like I like I like Takashi. I mean, no, it's not Takashi. Uh, Triple X. Oh, Triple X. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I like Triple X. Mm-hmm. I don't have nothing wrong with his music. You know, but you know his legacy after death and Nipsey Hussle is not the same. Mm-hmm. I like Mac Miller. I like Mac Miller a lot. But his legacy and death and Nipsey Hussle's is not the same. I think it's the groundwork that you put in after everything you leave behind. Like I think in five, six, seven years, you're gonna see all the marathon babies coming out of LA, mm-hmm. Long Beach area, out of you know, Southern California because yeah. this is what we grew up off of. And now we're finding positions to like, hey, we here. You're not gonna just deny us no more. Mm-hmm. So I think the marathon babies is coming. So I think like the legacy and the impact you have definitely is close related to your music. So I feel like if you can, at least try to help out. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just the best we can do. Yeah. That's one thing that I feel like Nipsey's music was so niche because he talked about the hustle and mm-hmm. talked about the grind where a lot of rappers, they don't, they talk about, you know, all the gold that they got mm-hmm. on their watch or, you know, all the chains they got or the whips they'd be driving, but they don't have, they don't talk about the day-to-day work they put in and what they had to go through in like yeah. such a descriptive and very like very prominent matter the way Nipsey does and even J-Rock too mm-hmm. you know what I mean and they have that sense of urgency like that's why I think both of them too made it because like when they tell their story they had that sense of urgency and they had that sense of urgency to get up out mm-hmm. of those places because they didn't want to be faced with those decisions and you know live that kind of lifestyle you can feel it exactly yeah you know what I mean it's very genuine yeah you feel that you feel it in their music and when they talk about it when mm-hmm. they talk about banging on somebody yeah. you can like feel them banging on so you talk when you like when they talk about like waking up and not having nothing and going out and working hard doing this and this and you're like all right i can feel that but mm-hmm. like certain rappers when they just talk about you know Got a whole bunch of ice on my neck. Yeah, you know, I got a bad, I got a bad chick. You know, twerking right next to me. And this, this, and that. Like, mm-hmm. all right, bro, but how'd you get all that stuff? Yeah, like, exactly. you know what I'm saying? Did you Takashi six nine it during the gang? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, how did you, how did you get there? Like, tell, I want to know you. If you a rapper, I want to know you, bro. You mm-hmm. put your, you know, I, I, put this, your life out. This there, how yeah. I am. Every song I ever put out, every song I'm ever going to put out, is going to be me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like. Everything's gonna be me from the the you know the newest project that I'm working on. It's me. Mm-hmm. Everything is me. I can't be somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I think when you try to be somebody else, people see it. You get me? Mm-hmm. Like people see it. Like you know how everybody talking about like Takashi Six Nine snitching mm-hmm. stuff like that. <laughs> but it's like everybody who knew saw it coming. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like when Nipsey said off uh, the Rick Ross song with Tiana Taylor. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Rich nigga lifestyle. Mm-hmm. How y'all so surprised that Takashi told? Like, mm-hmm. I saw that coming, bro. Like, look mm-hmm. at, uh, look at him, bro. Like, I don't know him personally, but like, I've watched interviews and stuff like that, and right. you hear him talking, and you be like, bro, who are you? Like, yeah, exactly. like I, I heard him tell Charlemagne the God, this is gonna be your most viewed, you know, interview ever. You know he what I'm saying? That? Told Takashi, told, 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 told Charlie, uh, Charlemagne, like. You know, who are you? What have you done? And somebody's like, bro, I got a book out. I got one of the biggest, inter- yeah. like, you know, radio shows. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, this is going to be your biggest interview. And it's like, Tikashi, you've been around for like, what, a year? Mm-hmm. Like, He's been around for, what, almost a decade? Yeah, like, like bro, like, are you serious? Like, how can you, dis- how are you coming at this man for mm-hmm. all his grind and his hard work that he put in when he was, you know, when he was, what, the little side pe- side person for uh, Wendy Williams? Like, right. he been, he really put his grind in. Mm-hmm. You just came out of nowhere with red hair, 
Face tats. Face tats, you know, Jolly Rancher uh, <laughs> teeth. And it's like, bro, I don't hate on him. Do your thing, bro, but. Mm-hmm. Have some respect. Yeah, respect yeah. the people. Like, bro, these people laid the groundwork for you to even be what you are. Right. So how can you just come in and disrespect people? That's mm-hmm. what I don't get. It's like, you know, it's like coming to somebody's house and kicking out all the pictures of their grandma. Yeah. Like, bro, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> right. It's just certain ways you do things. That's how I see it. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, I get why they're doing it. Yeah, you want the money, you want the fame, you want people to say, "Hey, I know you," but at what cost? Mm-hmm. You know, once you're done, what's gonna happen? Mm-hmm. My favorite line came from uh, I say it all the time. Even in music, I say it all the time. Came from a Drake line of uh, Pound Cake. Oh, okay. <laughs> Only real music is gonna last. Yeah. All that other bullshit is here today and going tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And when you look at just history of music it's the truth mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? it's a lot of rappers you don't even hear about no more like mm-hmm. at all that what was the point of you being around mm-hmm. that was, was really good at the moment like yeah. you were the man at the moment I don't know <laughs> what happened there's a reason that there's that label one hit wonders though, right? yeah like <laughs> yeah like it's like <laughs> It's crazy. And it's, it's been all throughout history. I mean, it's not yeah. just, you know, written in the last decade. I mean, there's one hit wonders in the 60s, mm-hmm. 70s. and Just riding the wave. Then. Exactly. Just riding the wave. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to ride a wave. I'm trying to make a wave. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I'm trying to be the land that's pushing. The, I'm trying to be the moon that's gravitating the wave back. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to be. I'm not trying to just be like, oh, and just ride to the, to the end. Like, nah, I want to pull it. I want to make the whole new wave. And then once the wave comes, I want to. Push that motherfucker back, bring it back, just to have the the longevity in my career. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm I try I try to stay humble as possible. Mm-hmm. You know I can't say, you know when I get two billion dollars and stuff <laughs> like that how I would be because I don't know. Yeah, exactly. You know no what I'm saying. Knows. But I would hope that I'm as humble as possible, mm-hmm. so I can continue to pull out real music that everybody can relate to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not just for me. It's not just. You know, gangsters, strippers, or you know, football players, whatever. I want people to relate to my music mm-hmm. because I make music for people. Mm-hmm. And that's the cool thing, like we were talking about earlier. Not everyone has to gangbang to be yeah. a rapper, right? Like, look at Kendrick Lamar, Good Kid, Mad City. I mean, that whole yeah, storyline. Like, you know what I mean? He, he, him, and his buddies were like in that gangbanging culture or surrounded by it, mm-hmm. but they didn't want to get into that. And they talk about their struggles and from you know. Yeah, do you look Kim at like, Charaine and then, like yeah. Chance the Rapper? Mm-hmm. Like those are people that you, bro. You don't have to be a certain way to to tell your story. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You don't even got to struggle to tell your story. Nah, just tell it the right way. Like I love what's that, Lil Dicky? Yeah, Lil Dicky's great. <laughs> Lil Dicky is great, yeah. bro. Like yeah. he's just a great person. I want to just hang out with him and yeah. just like chill with him. There's a lot of people I would chill with. There's a lot of people I wouldn't chill with, but he'd yeah. definitely be one here. I was like, yeah, I definitely just. Yeah. Just kick it with him. I feel like if you take like Lil Dicky, Lizzo, uh-huh. uh huh, like just people like that just want to have fun. Like, those people be cool. Like Sway Lee and them. Mm, okay, Ray yeah. Sherman. Like, those people like you could just have a blast with them without even doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? Just because they're their personality and they're fun. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I feel like those people should get a lot more shine, and then a lot of you know people. In the, Opposite end. Yeah, I feel you. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I also get it too. I get, I get. If I can get it, then I'm, you know, I'm always gonna try to understand. Yeah, that's the type of person I always try to understand. So I can try to understand who you making music for, mm-hmm. why you made it. I can respect it. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, but if I just can't, like, I don't know who you make that for, bro. Right? <laughs> yeah. Nobody relates to that. Right. Then it's kind of like, all right, you, you wasted your breath. Yeah, I feel you. So what what's up? What's next for you as far as you coming out with any albums, just dropping tracks, or what you up to as far as the music ended? Um, my music stuff. I got. I'm working on Fam right now. That's my 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 musical project. I'm not gonna say it's an album. I'm not gonna say it's a mixtape. It's just a musical project. It's kind of like an album, mm-hmm. but it's not an album. Like an EP, LP. It's something. Yeah, that's what I was calling it. It's, it's something. It's a musical project. That's okay. why I keep calling it that. But I call, okay, it's a musical story. That's how I see it. Mm. Because fam, it's me. You know, it's everything I've been through in the last year, last two years, people I've lost, the situations I've been in. That's all the album is about. It's my emotions, my story on beats and songs that's going to make people relate to me more. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm telling stuff on this album or project. I'm just going to call it album for now. But on this album that my parents don't know. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Damn. So it's like, you know, so it's like, it's definitely people to go like, damn, bro, I never knew Mal- I never knew King was going through this. Like, yeah. damn. Like, so I feel like that'd be good. I want to get that out sometime, probably like May of next year. Because mm-hmm. I really want to take my time and do it right, you know? Mm-hmm. I want to put it out on all the platforms and all the streams and everything. I want it to be done all the way correct when it comes out. Because I'm really putting a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of effort, a lot of myself into this project. Mm-hmm. So I really want it to be right, you know? And then I'm going to try to do as many shows, as many, you know, pop-up shows as possible. You know, I want to go to, like, Santa Monica and just perform the whole album. Mm-hmm. I don't want no money. I just want you to listen. Take a card, follow Instagram, do this, you know? But I also am doing songs that's not going on the album. I'm dropping them right now on Instagram, probably like every two or three weeks. You know, I just put out Save Face on my Instagram, uh, Story by King. That's my Instagram name, you know. And so I put Save Face out there. And it's just songs that mm-hmm. get you to relate to me that's just not going to be on fam. Yeah. Just so I can get people to see, like, you know, that preparation. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. I see where he's going. Okay. Yeah, okay. I like it. Yeah. So when fam drops, I want it to be like, me, you know, like I said, I don't want to, I don't make music for nobody else, but it's me. So I'm going to put all my effort into it and put all my heart into it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put all my emotions into it because it's me. This is my story. You know what I'm saying? This is literally just, this is King. Mm-hmm. Every album, every song just told me like, this is King. I can tell. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Even when I drop Save Face on Instagram, there's people like, hey, who is this about? Yeah. Is this about me? And it's like, I don't know what you're talking about, bro. I just wrote a song. Yeah, hey. Yeah. If it's about you, it might be. I don't know. But if you feel like it is, then probably, yeah. If it's your fits, Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm yeah. not going to tell you no. Mm-hmm. But that's how that's how much I put myself into my music. You know what I'm saying? To where people I text every day go like, is this about me? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, 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 sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. But yeah, that's definitely something I'm trying to do. Fam, it definitely be is definitely in the works. Uh I probably got I'm probably gonna do another song on Instagram this Monday. Mm-hmm. This Monday I'll probably have another one out, you know, out somewhere randomly recording a little bit just so people can be like, you know what? I get it. Mm-hmm. I like them. Follow them. 
you know, Story by King, go give a listen, mm-hmm. you know, go follow me. I talk to my people. If you got any suggestions, if you got any, like, songs you want me to do, I love remaking songs. Yeah? I, I don't know why. I love, <laughs> like, I sit, I'm driving my car, I listen to radio. Oh, now? Because they just play the same song over yeah, there. Yeah, they do. They <laughs> but, the same commercials. Yeah, it's just over. It's just, like, insurance. so repetitive. Yeah. But I listen to the radio and just freestyle until whatever song comes on. Mm. I freestyled over it. Every every song that's on the radio right now, I probably did like four times. Yeah, yeah. So that's like that's real fun to me to do to take somebody else's vision and make it yours. Mm-hmm. I like doing that. I might, um, I might you know, a little sneak peek, but I might do a little Lauren Hill song. Okay, this Monday or in upcoming Mondays, I'm gonna do. There's a Common King song called "Wade in Your Water." Uh-huh. That I'm trying to trying, oh, heard that song, trying yeah. to get my people, you know, my Usos and stuff. I'm trying to get them. <laughs> Cause I used to do it all the time with my Uso Mitch. Mm-hmm. It's my family member, my uh, Uso Obi, and we used to sing around their house, sleeping at the Uke, mm-hmm. and we be playing, we you know freestyling over the. So I might you know put that out there for people to see, like okay, mm-hmm. because this is like I said, this is who I am. Yeah. I'm not hiding who I am. I'm not trying to be somebody else. The person I am on Instagram. This is the person I'm with my mom. Is the person I'm gonna be with the homies. Yeah. This is just it's me, you know. Because trying to be somebody else is tiring. It's, it's just, Hell yeah. It's just like fuck yeah. Like, it's just <laughs> like I don't have the energy for that no more. Like yeah. I'm just gonna be me. If you don't like it, hey. If you love it, even better. Mm-hmm. But I like me, so I might as well continue being me. So I definitely try to be as me as possible on every song. Mm-hmm. You know, every song you listen to by King is gonna be. King and it's gonna be in the in the song. So mm-hmm. fam is definitely a very important project to me because what it represents and you know what it stands for is is definitely definitely beautiful because it's my goddaughter's initials. Mm. You know, it's Faith Ava Miles. So that's really like important to me. You know, it's you know, the 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 cover is her favorite color is pink and blue. Okay. So it's like it's nice. it's it's a dedication without being a dedication. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's about it's for her. So when she get older, she can be like, you know what? Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's definitely why I do music. I don't do music for nobody else other than me and my family. That's cool, man. Yeah. I love the message behind that. Yeah, definitely. That's 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 my like every everything I wanna put out. I wanted to be about somebody else in my family. Mm-hmm. Like I know my next one, I'm gonna call it Rose because that's my grandmother's name. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it's gonna be you know my brother's name. It might be like my sister, my dad, my mom. Mm-hmm. So throughout my whole career, that's how I want my albums to be. That's how I want my projects to be. So when you lay out, when you lay out all my projects, you're like, okay, that's about this person. This is about this person. This that's is about nice, yeah. so that way. Because it's more than me at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. These are people who really create an impact on my life. And without them, I would not be the king that I am today. Mm-hmm. So if I can just make music to uplift some people about the struggles they go through that can relate to the struggles that I've been through and to get, you know, keep them pushing, keep them going, mm-hmm. I feel like that's that's all I really want, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not, I, I don't need a million dollars. Yeah. If I can. You know, touch a million people. I'm cool with that. Dang, I that's, like that, that's yeah. my biggest thing. Like, just <laughs> you know, I talk to people all the time. That's like that. You know, what I'm saying, 
like people tell me all the time I shouldn't be that way though. It's about the money, but here in this capitalist society, sometimes yeah, you, know, it's you like, need money to live. It is like it's about the money. I knew wrong. I'm not gonna be like, hey, you know, yeah. I'm gonna give you a million dollars. No, no, I don't <laughs> want the money. I just want yeah. You know that's what, what you saying? do with the million though? Yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing to me. I, I, if I had a choice, I would rather touch people mm-hmm. than to make you know profit off of it. Yeah. The profit is good, but it's not the reason I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah, that's what separates me from the rest of them. But fam is coming 2020. You know what I'm saying? Follow me on Instagram, Story by King. I'm going to put all the updates is going to be on that. If I'm going to just pop up Santa Monica, let you know I'm popping up in Santa Monica. If I'm going to pop up somewhere in Santa Ana, mm-hmm. just going to show up in Santa Ana <laughs> with a mic and a speaker. Yeah. Have all my stuff laid out and perform. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely going to do... You know, I've got album release parties. Yeah. I want to have one like every two weeks in a random spot. Okay. That's just, that's like my plan. So for a few around, yeah, okay. Summer of 2020 is going to be all like shows, random performances. Mm-hmm. You know, if I get two people to listen, hey. I'm you go to open that. mics or anything like that? Yeah, I got a lot of people that want me to do open mic. I haven't done it right now mm-hmm. because I'm working on some stuff, but I'm definitely going to do open mics. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm definitely gonna do a lot of different stuff when I get, you know, when it, when the project when the product is finished. Now it's on to promotion. Mm-hmm. You know, performances. I'm trying to do a show every week if I can, from here to Hollywood to here to Ventura. If I gotta go to Ventura to perform, <laughs> you, it is what it is. Yeah. If I gotta go to San Diego to do an open mic for 30 people I never met before, cool. These 30 people might turn into. Fans, these yeah. 30 people might turn to people that's like, you know what, I'm gonna buy your whole album. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, yeah. cool. That's, 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 you never the, know who you're gonna touch. That's the networking that you can't yeah. with it. So, I'm all for the, for the hustle and the grind, the marathon, because I know if I just keep chasing, eventually I'm gonna reach that finish line. And once I've reached the finish line, do you prepare for the next marathon? Mm-hmm. You know, until where I feel comfortable enough to go, you know what? I like where I'm at. I don't need to do this no more. Mm-hmm. But right now I'm just running my marathon, trying to just get started. So I'm in the first mile. That's it. That's yeah. what I see. I'm just in the first mile. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? So fam is obviously. Really, I'm really looking forward to fam. Um, a lot of people are telling me that just know me personally. That know the little stuff that I showed them. It's like, bro, fam yeah. is gonna be hard. And I'm hey, like, yeah, okay. it is. Like, it's gonna be nice. Uh-huh. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Me too, man. That sounds really nice. Definitely. Yeah. So I want to talk about a little bit too about you grew up in Long Beach. The Long Beach music scene has been pretty big from artists to like Snoop Dogg and Warren G, the Dog Pound, to more, you know, current artists, even like new cats like Bill and Park. Mm-hmm. Talk about the Long Beach music, the Long Beach, uh, talk about the Long Beach music scene and what it impacted on you. Uh, I think the biggest impact of the Long Beach music scene on me is like the old school days. You know, when you listen to like Dove Shack, mm-hmm. Nate Dogg, Warren G, Snoop, like those are people you can't, you can't, that's like, can't skip. You can't, yeah, you can't like not see these, like, as, you know, the whole G Funk style is yeah. like smooth and just, you know, regulators. Like, regulators is like my favorite song uh-huh. right now. To this day, I listen to regulators. Nate Dogg is like to this day one of the greatest artists to ever do anything. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's just like those. Those are like real, real pivotal figures in music. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So they it's created like, a genre. 
that's what I'm saying. Just to have it in the city, like, like, come on, like, bro, I, I, I know Nate Dogg's son. I play football against Nate Dogg's yeah. son. I've coached his youngest son. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're like, bro, that's it's crazy. Like, yeah. I played against Snoop Dogg's sons and stuff like that. So it's like, to have that is like, that's beautiful. I think it's beautiful. We got like Vince Staples right now. Mm-hmm. Vince Staples, OT Genesis. And it's like every, I, I love it. I love it personally because it's always somebody coming out there telling their story, mm-hmm. telling their style. It's beautiful from, you know, from just being out and just seeing people perform, you know what I'm saying, to, you know, certain certain rappers I know out there that are still doing their thing, to see them doing their thing. It's it's. Friendly competition, you know what I'm saying? Because you can learn from these people. You can go, you know, I remember this grind. I respect his grind. Yeah. I respect his hustle. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing the new coming of, you know, Long Beach, Long Beach rappers. I hope, mm-hmm. you know, I can be the headline of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, hope I can be the, bam. I remember him when he was, you know, just school, starting out. School, yeah, yeah, he was just starting out. That's, that's the homie. Mm-hmm. So I definitely hope that I can do that, be a part of that, and lead the next generation. You know what I'm saying? When I get to the Snoop Dogg level, that somebody can be like, you know, mm-hmm. I remember when Malcolm first started, I loved this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I would, that's what, like, push it. Like, you know, that's, like, the Long Beach music scene is, like, I love it. Because mm-hmm. you never know what you can expect, you know, because Long Beach is such a very cultural place. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, we got... You got Samoan rappers, you got black rappers, you got Mexican rappers, you got Asian rappers, <laughs> and it's like you got gangster rap, you got conscious rap, you got turn up rap, and this yeah. is like, bro, this is amazing. Like this is like one really big small town because mm-hmm. there's so many different levels and so many different you know personalities in Long Beach. So to hear their side of their story and their music get played is really beautiful. So I think it's a very, it's a very vibe worthy mm-hmm. city, you know, just from. Uh, from everything it was football basketball Long Beach is definitely like amazing but the music scene is definitely crazy mm-hmm. what are some other things you loved about growing up in Long Beach mm. <laughs> depends on what age you know what I'm saying <laughs> because when you was little you just loved like going to the parks playing basketball all day like me and my homies just catch the bus everywhere mm-hmm. we catch the bus all the way across town just to go play basketball over there. Just to see who over there. Yeah. Hey, let's see. Let's, let's just do something. You know what I'm saying? You know, then, you know, I stayed on a block where my god sister and my god family stayed next door. And my cousin, rest in peace, Skip, he stayed, you know, down the street. And it was like, we all, like, one really tight-knit community. So growing up in that area was, like, beautiful. Because we can all go to the park, mm-hmm. four or five of us go to the park. You know, we can go eat at somebody's house. We can go just play the game, whatever we want to do. It was, yeah. it was amazing. You know what I'm saying? Then when you start growing up and you start seeing like girls, it's like, whoo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Long Beach, is, Long Beach will spoil you for girls. Yeah. It will spoil you for, for females because there's so many different types, so many different shapes, so many different varieties of beauty. Mm-hmm. And you can just like, I love it. <laughs> so, so, so that was definitely like they'll, I have definitely have a lot of stories about just running around chasing <laughs> girls <laughs> those are like man those are those are the good days homie Donnell Marisha Shanye we used to like my cousin Troy Trey we used to really go out there and just have fun bro Long Beach was fun mm-hmm. we did a lot of a lot of stupid stuff though 
Yeah, we got in a lot of trouble. <laughs> we got in a lot of trouble. We was those kids, like, we should go around just, like, ask other kids, you want to play football? It's like six of us. Mm-hmm. You want to play football? You got six friends? Yeah. Like, just because, you know, you're innocent. You just want to have fun. Yeah, exactly. Like, summer days, you know, summertime at LBC, you just want to have fun. Mm-hmm. Go to park, get something to eat. Go to park, play somebody football. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They beat us, cool. We'll be back next week. You know, so it definitely, you definitely, the more you get around, definitely you start seeing more people. That's why I feel like I'm, you know, I'm real in touch with a lot of different coaches because I, I hung yeah. out with these people mm-hmm. all the time. I hung out with people who became the biggest gang members in certain games. And just like, I remember you was cool as hell. Like, we was 10. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, <laughs> what happened? Yeah, what happened, bro? Like, now you got tattoos on your face. You just told me you was going to shoot me. Like, yeah. hey. But it's just so many, it's just so beautiful to see you know that Long Beach definitely is the reason I am the way I am mm-hmm. without that I would not be the king that I am you know what I'm saying without those people without those experiences of you know what I'm saying chasing girls and getting chased by their dads would never bring me back to who I am you know what I'm saying so Long Beach is Long Beach is beautiful that's why when you talk to people from Long Beach it's like we got so much pride in our city mm-hmm. because LA don't really like us. <laughs> they say we cocky. We are. We very cocky. But let me just, I love Long Beach. Because you never know who's next. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? With every sport, it's always somebody, three, four, five people you're talking about, music, whatever. We got it all. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got people, like, think about it. You had, you had Cameron Diaz and Snoop Dogg go to the same high school. Mm-hmm. Like, how does that happen, bro? Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, that's like, crazy. That's, what's in the... Lifetime talent. Yeah, like, you, know I mean? you got Sublime and Nate Dog. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, whoa. You got Deshaun Jackson and Juju Smith. Like, it's just so beautiful to see these people that I've grown up with, the people I've seen, see their journey and see, like, so Long Beach is stuff you, it's just so much stuff you can get into in Long Beach. Mm-hmm. It's, if you don't do the right thing, you can be caught up in some situations. Yeah. But it's beautiful, man. I love Long Beach. Mm-hmm. You got a favorite spot in Long Beach? I'm from the West Side, mm-hmm. so I love the West Side. You know what I'm saying? I love the West Side. The West Side to me is just like I love the West. It's just my side. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't have any too many people, like rapper wise, that came from the West Side. You know, you got Snoop Dogg talking about East Side of Long Beach, mm-hmm. and then you got you know Vince Staples talking about North Side and this, this, and that. So. I got like the un- I'm from like the unspoken side of Long Beach, you know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying because we're like isolated a little bit uh-huh. you gotta go over like some you know the little highways <laughs> and stuff to get to the west side and it's but I love west side you know definitely just with Usos all the time you know with my family the west side Long Beach is like mm-hmm. but you can never not love the beach you know what I'm saying like the beach in Long Beach is like where I go should go relax. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm having a tough day, if I just like, overstress, I go to the beach and just look at, you know, all the lights, all the different stars, hear a seal or two, you know. That's that's just very relaxing. It's a very calm place mm-hmm. to go. So, last time I seen you, you were, we were playing ball at Golden West College, yeah. right? You went to Long Beach Wilson, correct? Yeah. Um, so what? Ha- what? Ha- just catch me up with like what happened after Golden West, and you said you played in Kentucky. So just talk about some. Of that. Yeah, I went to Campbellsville University. I played there for a little bit, and then I came home. 
over some like some personal stuff that I was going through myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just me dealing with stuff I was dealing with. So I played there. I then I went into coaching. I coached a seven on seven team. Okay. Coach, uh, I coached at Wilson. You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to figure out if I'm gonna get back into that maybe. Mm-hmm. But football is definitely go to West is fun. Yeah. Lake Mitchell's a, man. Lake Mitchell's a good coach. He, he's 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 a. Uh, I like his uh, demeanor. I, yeah, he's very calm. He's yeah. very nonchalant. I like Coach Mitchell. I can't say I don't like Coach Mitchell. I like Coach Mitchell. You know, he he's definitely a very nonchalant coach. Mm-hmm. He definitely would. He, de- he, he fits the attitude with Huntington yeah. Beach. You know what I mean? To a, to a T. Right. But it's crazy because when you talk to him, like when I first talked to Coach Mitchell, he called me. You know, he was like, "Hey, uh, Malcolm." Uh, it's Coach Mitchell from uh, Golden West College. Well, how you doing, Coach? <laughs> well, uh, I was uh, I wanted to know if you uh, want to come in and see the school. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah. He's like, you know, what are your plans after high school? Right? And he's like, yeah. So, you know, we got beautiful women. You like women, right? <laughs> I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, we got a bunch of them here. So, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, yeah, this is definitely a brother. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's like, <laughs> from Oakland? You from Oakland? Uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Do you go meet him? And this is bald, skinny white dude. And you're like, Yeah, <laughs> what? You from Oakland? Like, no, I ain't no way. But no, Coach Mitchell was very chill. Mm-hmm. I loved him. Coach Rob was there. Mm-hmm. Coach Steele. Yeah, I love Coach yeah. Rob. Coach Steele, I both see them at Fullerton College. Yeah, they are Fullerton. So, now. you know, I love. I love hearing Coach Rob talk on the sidelines. Yeah. Oh, the Coach Rob was... Runs practices, man. Coach, Coach Rob helped me a lot as a corner. I, I appreciate Coach Rob. Mm-hmm. When he used to yell and throw people high shoes for getting interceptions. And stuff yeah. I like love that. That make you want to just get an interception right there. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? That whole... The whole, the whole... Honestly, if... I don't know who's there now, but... Mm-hmm. Those back in the days would have been perfect for like a hard knock. Like yeah. Juco, like, uh, like last, last chance, chance you, yep. that would have been perfect because you'd have so many different personalities mm-hmm. and so many different people. Coach Tag. Yeah. Uh, was Lacey. Like, all those people were just like, those are perfect for TV people. Yeah. When you see, like, and then have them all in one group is uh-huh. like, it's amazing because there's so many different backgrounds and. Mm-hmm. Just type of people. Even Coach Steele in the weight room, Coach Steele yelling at you. Exactly. (laughs) Yelling at you. I give him so much props for, like, getting my power clean up and just doing, man, all the lifts. He's going to push you. Yeah. He'll definitely push you to your limits. And that's why Mm -hmm. Coach Steele is, you know, who he is. That's why he's so respected because you'll go in there lifting one thing and you're going to leave lifting a lot more just by messing with him. And then Coach Tag, you know. You know, he's on TV all the time, <laughs> NFL stuff. So it's like to have that, to have somebody who, you know, who is on the undrafted shows, who is mm-hmm. teaching these players, teaching you too, is definitely helpful because mm-hmm. they definitely care. You know, having Coach Mitchell, who's so such a nonchalant head coach, who's mm-hmm. kind of like, I'm going to let my coaches coach. I'm yeah. going to let you know. I'm going to let you play. I'm going to let you make a mistake. I'm going to let you correct yourself. It's very like. You know how you always hear Pete, how people talk about Pete Carroll? Yeah. I saw I feel like people talk about Coach Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? So nonchalant. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. He's a player's coach. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Then you got, like, Coach Rob, who's mm-hmm. going to get on your ass. <laughs> when he, but when he yells, it's like it's like a slur. You yeah. Know I mean? it's, it's, but you know it's out of love. Yeah. And it's funny. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know he's not just getting on you. Mm-hmm. To get on, like he'll he'll get on you and make a joke and then put you right back in. Mm-hmm. So it's like you don't have time to make it. 
Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You'll know if Coach Rob messes with you or not. Yeah. Because if he don't mess with you, he's not going to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've seen some people who never played, who didn't really care for playing. Yeah. That Coach Rob didn't even know their name. Yeah. So he is. If he yells at you, like, all right, mm-hmm. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If Coach Mitchell talks to you, like, all right. If Coach Coach Tag cares about everybody, mm-hmm. <laughs> Coach Tag's when people just if you on the field, he loves you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I remember Coach Tag used to take kids from out of state for like Thanksgiving and just, hey, you need some food, come to my house. Mm-hmm. You need something to eat, come to my house. Nice. You need anything, come to my house. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want from out of state, but. I still came up. <laughs> you got turkey? Yeah. No, I'm after Thanksgiving. You know what I'm saying? Right. Coach, that that whole that was that was that was beautiful. I love mm-hmm. I love going west. I love Coach Robinson's. I don't know what you call it. not ad libs, but just the way he would relate things as far as like in a drill. You know, when you're hitting the bag, he's like, throw your hips, throw your hips, like you're banging your girlfriend. Yeah, and, like, and he'd make a joke out of his like, oh, like so and so's not throwing his hips enough, like he's he's disappointing his girlfriend, yeah. like someone goes steal his <laughs> yeah. yeah, Like everyone's gonna remember that and next, yeah. next time you hit the bag, you for sure throwing those hips. So. Yeah, yeah, you definitely. Like, what? <laughs> no, <laughs> fuck no. <laughs> Let me get into it. Then. I was just playing around. Yeah, I love Coach Rob. Mm-hmm. That was the whole coaching staff was great. Mm-hmm. I really respect that coaching staff to the fullest. Mm-hmm. But then it got me. To, it got me to, to Kentucky. So mm-hmm. how'd you like? Was you say Campbellsville? Campbellsville, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was cool. Kentucky was definitely a culture shock. Mm-hmm. Just when you come from California, it's like it's always something to do. And you go to Kentucky, and it's like nothing to do. Cow tipping <laughs> ever. <laughs> it's nothing to do. What are we do today? Playing two K. <laughs> All right, let's go play two K for six hours there, and yeah. then let's see how it work. But it was definitely fun. You know what I'm saying? It definitely was an experience. Different defense, different, like, completely different technique. You still playing corner over there? Yeah, I played corner. It was just, like, different technique. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I wish that I could have worked out the stuff that I was going through to stay down there. But the people I got to meet, I would never change. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The girls I got to meet, I never change. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, the opportunities I got out there I would never change you know what I'm saying I still talk to people to this day mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying I, I plan on going out there sometime next summer mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying I got I got a friend there I'm trying to set up something where I can go perform out there mm-hmm. when fam comes out so you know hopefully that falls through but Kentucky was fun where is Campbellsville in Kentucky it's right in the middle of Kentucky right in the middle like right in the middle like mm-hmm. it's two hours from Louisville it's two hours from Lexington. It's two hours from Western Kentucky University. It's four hours from Tennessee. It's yeah. like four hours from Cincinnati. Damn, so right in the middle of everything, huh? Yeah, it's it's like literally like right in the middle of country. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> we had a bowling alley and a movie theater. Dang. That was it. The biggest thing there was Walmart. Oof. Yeah, it was. Oof. That's what I said. Yeah. The hell, that got me. Good at bowling, huh? <laughs> nah, I sucked at bowling. I just went for the drinks. Yeah, <laughs> I went for the drinks. I went for the. My school didn't party too much, you know. Campbellsville was a uh, a private Christian school. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, so it was kind of like not Damn. too partyish. We had probably the whole time I was there, we probably had one like major party. That's for Halloween, mm. and I had to end up talking to the police to continue that party. Oh yeah. Luckily, the dude was went to Campbellsville. He mm. was a cool dude, but we it was a school, so our rivals 
Lindsey Wilson was sure. probably like an hour right down the road. You know what I'm saying? Everything's like super far, but right down the road is Lindsey Wilson. Me and the homies used to go over there all the time. Uh-huh. We, used to, we was over there so much, people used to ask me why I wasn't in class that day. Like, I don't even go to your school. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? But that was, it was an experience. Uh-huh. It's funny because uh, one of my homies parish, my young, my, my young guns, he was like, uh, he like, bro, you know how much fun we used to have? I'm like, bro, honestly, I don't remember. He was like, that's because you was always drinking. <laughs> sounds about right. That sounds about right, yeah. And he starts sending me like all the videos and stuff. I'm like, damn, bro. I don't remember like, none of these. <laughs> but it was cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was definitely an experience. The people I still talk to, you know what I'm saying? I definitely met a lot of great people, great football players that I was surprised, you know, didn't get to that get that shot at the next level. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That I thought should deserve the least of. The older you get, the re- the more you realize how hard it is to yeah. even get that shot. Just to get that look. Mm-hmm. Like, that's... The steps you got to do and just the exposure mm-hmm. you need. I mean, two episodes ago on the show, I had um, Louis Vecchio, a kid I went to play, yeah, play high school with. He went to Vanderbilt, or he went to Penn first, mm-hmm. got his degree, then he had the med- uh, medical redshirt. So he had one year of eligibility, played at Vanderbilt, SEC ball. Mm-hmm. You know, didn't get invited to the combine or any senior board, any kind of thing like that. And you know, he got a training camp invite, but you know, that that's kind of that yeah. was kind of it. And you know, he was the shit in high school, the shit in college at Penn. You know, he was really good at Vanderbilt. Still, yeah, you know, yeah not even making a roster. In the it's because it's, it's like, when you get to that level, it's like you're the top of the top of the top, right? Of the top, yeah. Like you're just not the elite. You're the elite of the elite. Yeah, you know? exactly. I'm the best of the best of the best. Like, right. It's like what it, uh, men, in, men in Black when mm. when he was explaining to him, you're the yeah. best of the best of the best of the best. <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel like interviews go for the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't average two thousand yards mm-hmm. in one game. <laughs> I don't know who might not be right for this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you're human? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> We're not really looking for any humans anymore. <laughs> the last human he had, for real, yeah. he had a headache and couldn't play anymore. <laughs> like that's true. I ain't lie. I'm glad I got a football. Mm-hmm. My body's still burning to this day. And I'm for like, real, yeah. If I had to do this for six more, seven more years with 300 pounders that's running four threes, mm-hmm. I'd probably need a wheelchair. <laughs> like, I ain't never played at that level. Like, mm-hmm. if the people in junior college and, you, and you know, NAI was hitting hard, I would want to see what Leonard Fournette yeah. like when you're going head up with him. Like, <laughs> I'm not trying to run a slant and look at and see Ruben Foster or. Uh, Bobby Wagner and yeah. Luke Keekley and somebody like Looking that. In the middle, yeah. Yeah, like, well, no. I'm not trying to run on kickoff and be like, who you got to tackle? Him. I'm not I'm not trying to tackle Tyreek Hill. What are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> you know, do a reverse. It's Aaron Donald right there. Hey, bro, I'll throw the ball at him. Yeah. I'm cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not cool. I'm not going to let Aaron Donald put me in a coma. Y'all are I tripping. You, I know what you mean, yeah. That's, yeah, it's crazy. I got a homie right now. He's at, I think, Tarleton State. Mm-hmm. Zamari. Oh, okay, yeah. You remember Zamari? Mm-hmm. Zamari, he just got 240-something yards, four touchdowns. So I'm hoping he he fulfills his dreams, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I got homies that, like, John Ross played for the Bengals. Yeah. I played against him in high school. And to see him, you know, be what I always knew to be, you know what I'm saying? People call him all this stuff about him. And then the first three games, he's, you know, leading receiver and everything. Mm-hmm. It's like, bro, I knew he could do this. I've played against you. I've had to stick you one-on-one. Mm-hmm. I know what you can do. You know what I'm saying? Seeing Juju. All these people I've seen in high school make it, it's like, it's, I remember, I kid you not, I remember 
my homie, we used to go, he was a quarterback, and he used to come out to like moderate, like Mission Viejo for his quarterback camp. So I went with him one day, right? And it's his eighth grader. And mind you, we're all like 10th, 11th grader. Yeah. It's eighth grader there, right? And the eighth grader is like precise, tall, white kid, you know, real, you know, and he's throwing the ball, and it's like on point. He's throwing 60, 70 yard posts. Oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, damn, who is this kid? Are you going to St. John Bosco next year? This, this, and that. Oh. John, it's Josh, Josh Rosen, Rosen yeah. right? Like, and I'll be sitting there now like, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember he was in the eighth grade. Yeah, bro. And it's like crazy to see these people. So it's like, I definitely mm-hmm. know, you see, seeing it first, firsthand, like, bro, the level you need to be at mentally, physically, emotionally, mm-hmm. grade-wise, school-wise, that's a full-time job before you get paid for it. Mm-hmm. I feel like you should get paid for it. Mm-hmm. If you want $40 million, you deserve $40 million, bro, because in six years, you might not be able to see. No. <laughs> like, or walk. Yeah, but that's... Ooh, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I definitely have a lot of respect for those people. Some of them, some of them just need to quit. Yeah. Eli Manning need to quit. Yeah, for sure. Two years ago. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> maybe even four years ago. Yeah, five, maybe. Five, maybe. <laughs> you know what? After they won the Super Bowl, just quit. You know? <laughs> yeah, it hasn't been that well since. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of them are just. I feel like that was a legacy thing. You know, his dad, his brother. You know, he's always try- they're always, they're always trying to one up each other. You know what I mean? I think it was like they just didn't want to let go mm-hmm. from the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. That's cool. But we threw 25 some picks this year. Yeah. Boy, it's time to. Ooh, we went not- 3 and 13, bro. You had 26 interceptions. Mm hmm. We're going to leave 2012 back in 2012. Sa- yeah. like, you had Saquon Barkley, and you only won, like, what, three, four games? Oh, like, you had Odell. Oh, yeah. like, you didn't see the stuff he was doing? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I'm just saying, like, you yeah. know, it's not, I'm not saying it's not that hard, but mm-hmm. he definitely makes things a lot easier. You know, it's not like he has the first team. You got Evan Ingram. You got a squad around you, so it's kind of mm-hmm. like. I understand you want to stay in the league, you love football, yeah. but you got to know when, like, all right, maybe, mm-hmm. like, Peyton went out on top. Yeah. Don't even push it, don't even care no more. And him, it was it was mostly because of his defense. I mean, not like all because of his defense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, bro, that, that last year he was throwing ducks. Yeah, I think about it. it was just, that's the same year Brock Osweiler looked like an all-star. Yep. He he, he won nine games, mm-hmm. like four or five, six, seven games. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, Exactly. The good defense just does definitely help, like, uh-huh. a lot, a whole lot. Uh-huh. You know, Dolphins just need a whole new everything. <laughs> they do. They bad. I ain't never, they, they're a Juco team. They should do last chance you about Miami Dolphins. They should play them against, you know, one of the top California Juco teams. Maybe, like, Riverside or I don't even know Ventura. if they'll win. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> to be honest with you, you know I don't every, know if they'll win. Every year they're always like, Alabama versus the worst pro football team. I, I think, think this year play. Alabama would win. I think you can put like Purdue over Miami right now. <laughs> At least they got Ron. I'd rather see Rondell Moore run mm-hmm. around and juke people than but whoever Miami got. Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake? Is that mm-hmm. who it is? Mm-hmm. I'd rather like. Kenyon Drake was good in college. He was. He was a utility player. He's not your number one back. Yeah, well, he was out of Alabama. Yeah. All the old linemen look like yeah. bulls. Like, <laughs> I can run by them. Yeah. <laughs> what you doing? I'm just walking to it, bro. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just, just walking to the end zone. That's all. I'm just not worried about anything. Mm-hmm. Like, but I really can't. I hope Josh Rosen does good though. I like Josh Rosen. Like I said, I said eighth grade year, I always rooted for him. So I hope he does well. Yeah. 
And anybody else says, like, when you were coaching that you saw as a kid that was just really special for their age level? Oh, when I was little, I remember my cousin went to Polly back when Polly was like, you know, Jarrell Casey, all these other guys. I remember I was little, bro, and I went to my cousin's practice. I remember my cousin, and I'm sitting to the side, right? And there's this, like, humongous human being doing foot drills. In a little box by itself doing foot drill. Yeah, I don't know if he was late. I don't know what happened, right? So I'm little. I'm like four or five, bro. So I, I'm gonna talk to him. I'm talking to him. Now, mind you, he was like to me, he was like seven two, yeah, seven three. You know, when you're little and like somebody's tall, it's like you're a giant. You know what I'm saying? And I remember him going to run around the laps around this, the field. Coach Judd, I'm here to go run the laps. Yeah, they finally called him into the team practices. And I remember just watching this man, like, jump over people, catching the ball with one hand. What? And, like, just, like, you know what I'm saying? And we haven't come with, Mind you, 30 minutes ago, he was talking about me about being a little kid. Just yeah. Just, you know, messing around. Called small. Uh-huh. Like, it's Sadie's Lewis. Like, what? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I think definitely I've always been around, like, like I said, my cousin went to Poly. He won two state champions. I was at the game where, you know, Rich Jones Drew, Mercedes Lewis, the De La Salle versus, you know, Poly game. Mm-hmm. Where it was, you know, Mercedes Lewis, Rich Jones Drew. Uh, I don't say Herschel Walker is the NFL player, right? Yeah. Herschel College too. Herschel Dennis. Oh, Herschel Dennis. Went okay. to Poly and he was like the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. He was the greatest thing that I've ever seen in my life. And then he went to SC and caught a little, I don't know what happened there. Mm-hmm. He got in trouble or something like that, and then Reggie Bush pops out. Damn, it's over with from that. And then so like just seeing that, you know, what I'm saying playing against DeAnthony Thomas and seeing how fast that person was <sighs> as a sophomore trying to play varsity, bro. It's like, oh, shit. Who we playing today? Oh, Crenshaw, Crenshaw. No, yeah, DeAnthony Thomas, Black Mamba. What? I'm not. I'm not sticking this man. <laughs> we played a dude. I kid you not. I have no clue his man name is. We played a dude named it was Sant. He went to Santee High School. He was like six three, like two fifteen. He was a four star football recruit, a four star basketball recruit, and a five star track runner. Bro, when I tell you, I'm only a sophomore, mind you. This like bro, I'm fourteen years old. <laughs> like he 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 had we lost forty two to like seven, bro. Dang. He had all forty two points. Like, every point came from him. He had a kick return touchdown, a punt return touchdown, mm-hmm. an interception return touchdown. He ran one in, and he Damn. caught two touchdown passes. All him. Oh, shit. He beat us by himself. Mm-hmm. Really, nothing we can do. We played against Narbonne. My, my sophomore year was horrible. <laughs> the worst, like, preseason <laughs> schedule I've ever experienced, bro. Yeah. We played Narbonne. It was a dude named Sean Parker, who ended up being one of the Best safeties at University of Washington. It's like, bro, I'm too young for this. Mm-hmm. And then my, so I kind of, I, I think that helped me out a lot. So mm-hmm. once I got older, it was just like, all right, I'm just playing football. That's good, yeah. Yeah, I got normalized. I got embarrassed too much when I was young. So now I was like, all right, whatever. I'm mm-hmm. not nervous about anything. You're a five star recruit. Cool. I've been five star recruit since I was yeah. 13, 14 years old. Now it's kind of like, it's whatever. Oh, yeah. Man. I'm one of the best now, too. So it's like, mm-hmm. now you got to. 
Now I can at least compete. You yeah, know what I'm exactly. saying? Like, I got a fighting chance. Yeah, I got a fighting <laughs> chance now. You my height? Cool, I'm good. Yeah. You know what I'm You're not 6'12? All right. <laughs> I'm good at this. You know? So there I, you go. But football is, that's a crazy sport, man. Mm-hmm. I remember <laughs> my freshman year at Villa Park, that's the high school I went to, at Tussenheim, that's the high school that produced Deshaun Foster mm-hmm. and Sean Green in baseball, but they produced mm-hmm. a lot of good linemen, too. No, I know. Um, my freshman year, Philip Park played Tustin. We were in the same league mm-hmm. that this running back named Anthony Wilkerson. Craziest, like, probably the best player I've ever seen in person. Mm-hmm. And he was averaging 330 yards a game on the ground. They ran this wing tee, so it was just all, like, yeah. you know, the pitch shit and, yeah. you know, motion pitch and then counters. and Exactly, and the quarterback leads block. Yeah. So it's one of those annoying offenses. And, you know, we, we held him at Villa Park to, like, 250, and teams were calling our coach, like, mm-hmm. how the fuck did you do that? You know what I mean? Because he was just going off. He went to Stanford, and I thought he was going to do these big things. But he got behind Toby Gerhardt. Yeah. It's, like, freshman and sophomore year. And then his junior senior year, I think Gaffney came in. It yeah. wasn't McCaffrey. It was a Gaffney. Gaffney, yeah. I remember yeah, before Gaffney. whoever was before yeah. McCaffrey. So I was just like, damn, he never even got to play. But I just remember thinking, like, oh, dude, this go, dude is for sure going pro because I've never seen – he had the power. He had the speed. Yeah. Like once he broke to that second level, like it was gone. No one was catching him. But he had the power to run through our defensive linemen, and he was just like busting dudes yeah. like in the open field. It was like crazy. You know even I mean? at even when I got to the to the to the, uh, Camelsville level, which is NIA, mm-hmm. and I'm seeing dudes like we played one team, bro, Alabama team, and they were like, bro, like, who are these people on this team, bro? They had one dude. His arm was about as big as my thigh, and he played DN, and he was committed to the University of Miami, got in a fight, and they kicked him out. Oh, shit. Bro, he picked up our running back and literally, like, made my running back, like, oh. <laughs> like, crazy. I'm not kidding you. Like, he, no. Like, yeah. he a whole backflip, right? And then they had a running back who was probably, like, 230, who's hurdled over two of our safeties. After that, I was just like, all right. This is too much for me. This mm-hmm. is scary. <laughs> like, nobody that big should be able to jump that high. Yeah. Oh, I remember we played Palomar College. Mm-hmm. My first year at Golden West. They had this tight end. Big-ass Uso. This man was humongous. You wasn't there yet. But I don't know if you ever heard of Ruben. Mm-mm. We had this big, we had a whole bunch of big linebackers back then. And then, so... We playing this, this like 6'5", 240. He's like a big tight end. Bro, he hurdles two of our linebackers. Like he hurdles one linebacker. And he casts the ball on a little out route. He's running. He hurdles one of our linebackers. In midair, our other our middle linebacker hits him. And he's, the middle linebacker falls. He lands on his feet. And guess who's the only person in front of him? I drove right at his ankle <laughs> and rolled. I don't know. He fell. I don't know how. <laughs> but I for sure, like, saw him. I was like, all right, I'm going to hit him before he hit me. Like, so I ran full speed and just, like, fell and rolled to the ground. <laughs> it worked. Yeah. And what? I was so happy because he could have killed me. I got an interception one time, right? And I cast the ball, right? And I turned. And I kid you not, this is all I hear. Salih, come here. And I see some big ass tight end. <laughs> go another way. <laughs> Get behind the blockers. Let's go. Yeah. I'm not no. I'm small. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm five. Like, I'm five eight, 170 pounds now. Uh-huh. I don't want to get hit. That's why I was good at football. Mm-hmm. You don't like getting hit? Hell no. That hurt. <laughs> I'm gonna try to do everything I can not to get hit. Man, that's why I go out of bounds. 
you play so smart. No, I play, I don't want to get hit. Yeah. Like, no, my favorite thing when people just tell me, like, hey, you smart, I'm going to run you over. No, you're not. Yeah, I'm going to run you over. I'm never going to give you the chance to run me over, bro. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, why would I just let myself get hit? I'm fast. I know I'm fast. Mm-hmm. I'm always going to be one of the fastest on the field. So, given a chance, I'm going to outrun you. Mm-hmm. If I can, I'm going out of bounds. <laughs> Call me what you want, but guess what? <laughs> You're smart. Yeah, yeah, smart. yeah. Hey, I got 20 yards. It's good yeah. enough for me. Whew. All right, play over with. Mm-hmm. Get some water. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not. I know my strengths. Mm-hmm. If I was 240, you know, could bench press house, then yeah, I'd run over everybody. <laughs> it's different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not. <laughs> so I got to work. I got to go and work for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it made me get, it got me to where I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. I was always smart because I knew, like I said, I didn't want to get hit. Yeah, and that's the fun thing about being around different football players and the different styles. You yeah. guys see so much. I mean, in high school, we had this quarterback. We played this quarterback at San Clemente, Travis Wilson, who ended up playing mm-hmm. at Utah. And you're talking about. And, and um, Travis Wilson, I mean, dude, in high school, he was like 6'6", six, six, and, you know, all our defensive linemen are like six foot, you mm-hmm. know, maybe, if that. We had like a, a few five nine dudes on our defensive line. Mm-hmm. So they, there was this funny – I remember on the Saturday, OC Varsity would come out on their paper on the Saturday Orange County Register paper. And there was this funny, because, you know, they beat us up pretty good. I mean, I, I want to say it was competitive, probably like 40-something to 30. We were hanging in there, but there was this, on the front page, or like the, the picture for our article, it was one of our 5'9 defensive linemen getting stiff-armed to the ground by Travis Wilson. <laughs> and he makes him look like a midget, dude. I was just like, what the fuck? Like, dude, this dude is huge. And it was, it was crazy to watch and seeing him play on Utah. And then even now being like, you know, doing the broadcast for the high school games mm-hmm. and even being part of Fullerton. I mean, seeing some of the dudes they got and then going up against other schools and their best players. I mean, Cerritos had a player last year, a running back, Ramon mm-hmm. J. Stevenson. I don't know if you ever uh, watched Oklahoma football this year, but he's second on their depth chart. Oh. And he'd be getting handoffs. <laughs> but, dude, watching him in at Cerritos, man, that was special. And Fullerton held him to, like, 90 yards, and which was incredible because mm-hmm. he was averaging 200 yards or whatever. No, I believe it. That's how I felt when John Ross broke the 40-yard dash record. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sitting in Kentucky, like, watching it. I'm talking about he about to break the record. And I'm like, no, he not. Trust me, bro. He's going to break that record. Mm-hmm. So when he did it, and I'm oh, y'all saw that? Bro, this is not. Yeah. <laughs> not new to I me. had to stick this man one-on-one. Bro, he ran a 4-2 in high school. What do you want me to do, bro? Like. I ran like I ran a four three in high school, mm-hmm. and he's significantly faster than me. Mm-hmm. I know what he can do. Like mind you, you know this is not me. Just you know, I got to throw my little. I did that, but I only held him to one catch. Yeah, okay. the whole game. Like, okay, you can ask my coach. They'll tell you straight up. I'm the only person. He's I'm the only person you've ever seen do that. Now when I talk to him, Ross, I'll be like, you know, I held you one catch. His one catch was a touchdown. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like you know what he say. Yeah, but you know, stick playing against him. It's like, bro. I know it's like just seeing him now running past everybody in the NFL, like, bro. I know you can do that. Like mm-hmm. I don't expect nothing less from you. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I love seeing him be the person he is now. Mm-hmm. Juju, Juju, yeah. When I was at high, when I was in high school, when we played poly, because poly's in our league. When we played poly, bro, it was a whole nother group of Juju's. You know what I'm saying? They had the Fab Five. They had uh, the homie Rick Smith. Who ended up going to Arizona State, then going to Boise State. Then they had the homie Josiah Blandon, who ended up going to Fresno State. They had, you know, Matthew Rowe, the homie Matt, big ass linebacker, the homie Salamo Fiso, my nigga Junior. He led all of his senior year, I think he led all of college football in tackles. Dang. 
and then they had uh, Randall go for it to end up going to the Eagles. And it's like, they were like, we have to, they have to Louisiana. I have no clue what his real name was, but all I know, bro, this might have been the most intimidating 17-year-old in my life. <laughs> I lined up a linebacker, bro, and he growled. <sighs> like, what the hell? <laughs> and we doing a screen. First play of the game. I kid you not. The homie Tony Lindsay, my dog, went to Utah State. So we all like good. We all competitive. You feel me? He was just like another level of beast. Uh-huh. Bro, so we running the screens. First play of the game, bro. And I'm lining up a receiver in the slot. So, you know, you're not that far from the DN. Uh-huh. I'm like, ooh, bro, we running the screen. He about to kill <laughs> Sure enough. Whew, tore Tony up. I felt so bad. Oh, shit. It was whew, like on the screenplay, too. So, you know, like, you don't yeah. block a screen. It's nothing you can do. Right. It was nothing you could do. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. I was just like, ooh, I pray. I pray that he wakes up. <laughs> oh, but I don't know what happened to him. I don't know his real name. Last time I heard, he was starting. It was like his freshman year, though. Mm-hmm. At Texas A&M. Okay. I never knew what happened to him after that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, like, seeing Juju, I remember going to watching Juju play after I graduated. Just like, hey, I remember you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know his brother and stuff like that. You remember Nico? Yeah. Nico, that's his brother. Okay. Yeah, I hang out with Nico and them. You know, hanging out with Juju would be like, and bro, like, I didn't even know who he was when I was in high school, but. Mm-hmm. That's just that's just like how competitive Polly is. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Just to see those people. Like I remember coaching. Uh, we coached against the dude like Ole Miss Corral, mm. the Ole Miss quarterback. I seen him do some throws that was like shit. Not Jordan Tomlin. No, nah, that's the one last year. He's, yeah. he he grabbed one this year. Oh, this year, Matt Corral. I, think I haven't was. seen Ole Miss play this year. I know why, you know what I'm saying? but he's he. I seen him throw a pass on a rollout, like not even like didn't step into it or nothing, and just slung the ball for like sixty yards. Like shit, I was so glad the receiver dropped that. Hit the receiver dead in his face. <laughs> I kid you not. I don't know who that receiver was, and I hope he's somewhere doing something very successful. But I gotta talk. He was he 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 was a little over. Oh yeah, <laughs> he was like six three. He was good. I don't remember. He was good. He was like six three. He had the looks. He was like five star receiver. Damn. And we like, damn, our corners is hurt. Well, we gonna put this sophomore on him who's like five five, and he having no one catch. Don't ask me how, but he did it. The dude dropped a whole star after the game that damn. we coached against him. I feel bad. Yeah, I want to <laughs> see him make it. But they had a Polly. You know, Polly's always stacked. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I went. I came from. The area where everybody in Long Beach has somebody going D1. From mm-hmm. the worst teams to the best. You know what I'm saying? From Lakewood, you got, like, Darius Powell, who was probably, like, a top 100 player in high school. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's people mm-hmm. like that. Like, John Ross. You got just, you know what I'm saying? Like, people like every game. You're like, all right, bro. He might go in the field. We don't yeah. even know. You know what I'm saying? And then it'd be like, me. And I'm up there with these people. Like, I'm in this conversation with yeah. like, I'm cool with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy. I talk about all the time on ESPN. Because we played Darius Powell. And that's, you know. At Poly or where? He went to Lakewood. Oh, Lakewood. But he was like, I would say he like he was like number 100 on the top 150 list, high school player. He was like number 100 or something like that. 
And so we both had a two touchdown game. We played each other. We ended up losing by like a touchdown or two, I think. But we both had a touch, two touchdowns. Damn. So when they made the ESPN article, I did enough to be like, hey. Hey, Malcolm Smith. He right here. <laughs> no, his name might have been over here. It might have been a little bit bigger. Yeah. But my name like in a paragraph right there. <laughs> so I tell people like, hey, you can't deny me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I play with the best. I've done my thing. Mm-hmm. I've proven myself. You know what I'm saying? I got respect from people who in the NFL. So shit. Yeah. I'm cool. I can't speak for everybody else, but I put the time in. I put the hard work in. So mm-hmm. I was happy to get what I got in football. Mm-hmm. That's why I try to tell people, you know what I'm saying? I try to tell kids now, because my biggest problem was, it's D1 or nothing. What? If I'd have known out of the high school... I'd have been, I probably would never went to go to West. Mm-hmm. I don't went somewhere small. Just because it's not about the school, it's about the experience. It's about the fit, too. The fit, you know what yeah. I'm saying? It's about everything around football. And only problem, I think, I, only thing I don't like about some, a lot of football coaches, they don't, a lot of coaches don't preach after football mm-hmm. or other than football. Right. You know, a lot of coaches preach. Football, football, football. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like we should start finding different avenues. You get me? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they are, all college, all coaches preach school, go to school, but they don't preach it to a point where it's like, look, go to school, know what you want to study, know what you want to do other than football. They mm-hmm. tell you like, yeah, you know, if you get hurt, you gotta have something else. But they don't give you the options. They don't you give you tools. Saying? They don't give you what you can do. What yeah. each degree you can do. And there's like other ways to work in sports. I mean, that's something I learned at Golden mm-hmm. West. But towards the last semester, because I went into Golden West thinking, I just want to play football. Like if I can get to some, some small D2, D3, you just want to that'd be, be great. There. You know what I mean? But I had no idea what I wanted to study. Mm-hmm. I took a great communications class that was like, hey, you can like get into like what Al Michaels does and talk about football on TV. Mm-hmm. Or I'll be on the sidelines interviewing these players and coaches like, you could do that like, yeah. for a living like okay sign me up you know and that's I, I was already like you know on my last semester there and then I kind of got into it late you know if I had I got into that older yeah, at a younger yeah. age when I was 17, 18 man I feel like I'd be a lot further in the game Trust now me, I know yeah, but. That's, uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to go back to school for like sports management mm-hmm. I want to be an athletic director okay I like a JUCO yeah or like a small college yeah because I want to I want to turn around to school. I want to be the guy that's like... Right? The athletic director came in. We was we sucked at everything. Now we the greatest at everything. Yeah. No, you I, know I feel what I'm saying? And I feel like I'll be good at that. So Yeah. I can't yeah. tell you how many times, like, when you're playing Madden or 2K, just being the GM and, like, not even playing the games, just, like, oh, I love trying to GM, build the bro. roster. You yeah. Mean, you pick the worst team that year and then, you know... You know, build draft picks and then find like scout the players. See, like, like I do, like I do, I do Madden, like how people do the NBA, like how the Thunder did with NBA. Yeah, if we not winning, every good player is you. <laughs> yeah, you treat <laughs> there is no pick. like there is no point of you being on my team, no. bro. Like in six years when I get good, you are gonna be too old to yeah, play. Yeah, exactly, thirty one, or you can be too much money. Yeah, like, all right, I'm cool. I'm gonna go get all the rookies. Mm-hmm. Like I missed. The game I miss most is NCAA football. Mm-hmm. I hate they took that away. That was like the most fun game ever. Mm-hmm. You can really take like Appalachian State and become number one. Dude, I used to take Hawaii. Weeks. I don't know why, but I had like this fascination about Hawaii. Everybody did. Yeah, I was just I, like, fuck it, bro. If I can go to, honestly, if I had an athletic director dream job, it would be like Hawaii. Hawaii. <laughs> just because like, bro, I'm in Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> Cal State, Long Beach, maybe. Uh-huh. If I can bring, I really want to bring a football team back to Cal State, Long Beach. It might be like a forty-year plan, but 
That's something I want to do. That'd be cool. You know what I'm saying? Cause I feel like, like honestly, I feel like one of these schools down here in Southern California need to get a football team. They do, they need man. To, like that'd be the best D two team. Like imagine if, imagine if UC Irvine got a football team. Mm-hmm. You get all those Orange Who's County. Who's not kids? going to UC Irvine? Right? right. LA. Oh, I didn't have the grades to go to USC, but I don't want to go to Golden West. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go to Santa Ana College. I don't want to go to Long Beach City. But they don't want to go far. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's go right here, UC Irvine. Yeah. Where it's Cal State Fullerton, Cal State Long Beach. Where it's beautiful out all the time. Mm-hmm. I can have fun. I can still be close to the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me come out here and it's play the perfect football. spot. The, I don't get why they don't. All the talent comes from here. Yeah. Like, think about it. If, look at my modern day. Yeah, modern day. Yeah. St. John. You have two of the top 10 teams in the nation in mm-hmm. high school football right here. And, and then, not to mention the Cronus Centennial, yeah. Michigan Yeahos. You like, know what I mean? Polly. Service. Service. Like, bro, like. <laughs> like, not, like, yeah. And all these kids is gonna go to a JUCO and then end up at a D two anyways, mm-hmm. somewhere in the middle of the Kansas. Yeah, and they Kentucky. gonna get, and, and trust me, I know. <laughs> and they gonna get them all the credit. But yeah. it's like, bro, if you can just have a UC Irvine, a Cal State Long Beach, a Cal State Fullerton, mm-hmm. and just be like, look, I'm gonna get all the homegrown talent that didn't have the grades to go D one or whatever happened with their situation. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give them a place to go. You know, further their career, bro, they might mess around and be a D1 team in 10 years. Yeah. You might be like, this team is so good. You know, this is a high-level team. Yeah. You blowing out teams by 60 points. Like, you got to <laughs> go play SC now. Like, yeah, all right, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Go play the Mountain West. You and, know it's not a, and it's not as hard to get in to, you know, SC, UCLA. Like, you got them out here. It's kind of like, if you if you play Southern California football, Southern California football, you got USC, UCLA, Azusa Pacific, mm-hmm. JUCO. JUCO. Chapman University, too, D3. But, <laughs> you know, Chapman, they really out there, like, recruiting football. No, players. yeah. You know I what I'm saying? They recruiting, like, doctors who like football. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I actually talked to Chapman, but that was for me, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. other other than football. Mm-hmm. You know, football was not, like, Chapman's not one of the places he was like, yeah, bro, I'm going to go to Chapman and play football. Right, right, right. It's like, you know, I'm playing football at Chapman. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, also getting my law degree. You know? yeah, yeah, but then again, it's like, you got to have a 3.0 to get into Chapman. So yeah. it's like, if these are my options, these are not very. No. You got to have a 3.0 to get UCLA. You got to have a 3.0 to get SC. It's like, unless you, unless you know, you're just the greatest person in mm-hmm. football. And, and if you don't get that scholarship, man, USC is hella expensive. Yeah. Same with Chapman. I'm not about to go there and just, I'm not going to spend $400,000 a year to watch somebody else play. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's kind of like, all right, let's figure this out. Mm-hmm. Like, I can go to JUCO. But like, if you get like a, like a Cal State, Long Beach Cal State for it, say, and just be like, you know what, well, look, these schools are not too hard to get into. They're not that expensive. Mm-hmm. And we got a football team. Yeah, dude, you could totally, yeah. You could turn around and then the you can see all the JUCO kids, too, exactly. from the area, from Cerritos, Fullerton. And that's going to bring so much to that city. It's going to be so much to that school. There's going to be so much more money going to flow. Mm-hmm. Like, you get you get a great football team. That's how I feel. I play football. I play basketball. I play soccer. I play volleyball. These are all sports I played in high school. Mm-hmm. Football generates a lot because your football team's good. You got people going to games. You know what I'm saying? If your football team's really good and you got these beautiful girls going to this game all the time to support these football players, if you got just people going to support the football players, then you got basketball players that's coming to these football games to enjoy the environment. Yeah. Then you got soccer players coming to football games to enjoy the environment. Then you got parties going on. You got all this other different stuff that goes mm-hmm. on that goes on with just being a college student. And alumni, too. Alumni. Locals. 
you start getting more recruits around everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's like my biggest thing when I'm gonna be an athletic director is like the look. I want to. I want to have the look. Back up the look. I want to have the, the education big on me. Mm-hmm. I want to like make sure we get these kids to a level where they can succeed in life, not just in football. Mm-hmm. You know, if none of my kids go to the NFL, but all of them get a successful career, become successful people, I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. If I can get one slide in there, hey, that's even better. But that's we definitely need one down here. Mm-hmm. It's just. Tough. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what I think because I went to Sacramento State mm-hmm. to get my degree. And, and that was a cool experience. But I always thought the same thing about them. They're the only big school in that, like, big area of Sacramento mm-hmm. and then also the Valley. I mean, there's a good three and a half hours between them and Fresno. Mm-hmm. And then another, I mean, UC Berkeley is a big, kind of like yeah. UCLA, right? It's a big school to get into. But I'm trying to think. Stanford has a football team, another big hard school. San to get Jose into. and stuff like San that. San Jose. So San Jose is a little bit more like kind of the Fresno State and mm-hmm. San Diego State range. But I mean, Sacramento State, there's a lot of talented kids that would come out from Shaq Thompson to Jake Browning in recent years. And Sacramento State can never get these recruits. And then two years ago, they hired a new athletic director. Last year, they brought in uh, Troy Taylor, who was the coach a long time for um, Folsom before leaving to Utah last mm-hmm. year to be the OC, offense coordinator. And then this year, he's the head coach of Sacramento. But I'm already loving what they're going to do with that plan because, you know, him hiring a local guy from Folsom, Folsom High School, hopefully he can get those recruits yeah, get from those Folsom people. and letting instead of letting them go to Washington or yeah. other Pac-12 schools. And Sacramento could become almost like, you know, the talk of the town. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, there's no, there's only the Kings. The Kings and uh, there's a soccer team up there too called the Sacramento Republic. But there's no other pro teams. You can make Sacramento a really, like, profitable yeah. football market with the college. And I feel like that's the same way with Cal State Fullerton or Cal State Long Beach. You know what I mean? If, if any of these teams out here get a good football team, mm-hmm. they're going to take over everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They really are. Like, if you get a kid who went to started at modern day, mm-hmm. you got 10 kids. 10 from modern day, 10 from St. John Bosco, 10 from Poly, 10 from, you know, these are just the big name schools I'm talking about. No, I'm talking about like Western, Villa Park, or uh, Olu, yeah. or Servite, or Wilson, or. You know, we're not talking about those schools. We're mm-hmm. just talking about the the top schools you think about when you think of Southern California. You know, St. John Bosco, Modern Day, Corona Centennial, Corona Centennial, and these are people who they 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 they're fighting for national championships every year. Yeah. So if you get they all got ten players. If you got them five schools with ten players, that's fifty players. Yeah. If forty of them go D one and the other ten don't know where they're gonna go, you can get those ten players, bro. Yeah. That's those are D one players. Like yeah. I just got. I just got D1 players in a bargain. It's like going to Ross and finding like right? a fresh pair of Jordans. Like, cool, yeah, bro, this, yeah. is, this is nice. This is 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. I like it. And then, you know, those kids play at the level of D1 players. They have that work ethic coming from where they come from. Mm-hmm. They know what it takes to make it. They still want to make it, so they still have that hunger. Mm-hmm. So every day on that field, they're giving you everything they have so they can get looks. Mm-hmm. So it's like you take that and you start winning games and then other players – I'm like, you know what? They win it. And I ain't got to spend $300,000 over there. Yeah. Cool, let me go right here. Win. You get a couple people go to NFL every once in a while. Uh-huh. These get that little bit of recognition. And it's like, you got a whole winning program. Now you got a a, a tradition of mm-hmm. winning, getting the best players, winning, getting them to the NFL. And we're probably one of the best locations in all of the world, yeah, right? I mean, it's like the beaches, be the beautiful women, like everything, right? Everything you could think of, beautiful weather. <laughs> 
I don't, that's why I never understood why USC and UCLA, obviously they're kind of limited because one's a private and one's a UC mm-hmm. and they got their own like tactics. But if Cal State Fullerton, Cal State Long Beach, or UCI had those football teams, think about how many out-of-state kids come to JUCO here just because, one, it's like, you know, they don't have JUCO in their state, mm-hmm. but two, because it's the weather, right? You know, yes. how many kids came to Golden West because it's right by the beach? Yeah, who don't want to go to Southern California? Exactly. <laughs> you know, so you're just opening up a football team for any one of those three schools you're going to have kids from out of state want to come in because they're like, oh, okay, I couldn't get to USC or UCLA. Mm-hmm. But fuck it, you know, Cal State Fullerton is a lot cheaper and I can still play ball. You know what I mean? It would, it would like I said, in 10 years, you'd be like, this is the Alabama D2. Yeah, exactly. And then don't even, like, you ain't even got to send them to like D1. You don't ever want to compete with the SCs and you say, like, you know what, that's y'all lane. Yeah. We're going to sit right here. We're going to take this 70 win win streak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like that's 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 like where I want to be at right there. <laughs> We're like, all right, we ain't lost a game in ten years. Yeah, come to us. We got eleven people go to the draft every year. Mm-hmm. We like Clemson, just not D one. Yeah, like a North Dakota State. Yeah, North almost. Dakota State. Like you, you know the people we putting out is mm-hmm. good. It's just we ain't got all the hype behind us. Mm-hmm. That that just generates so much money. It didn't like everything else profits from it. Mm-hmm. You might get some of the best basketball players. Mm-hmm. Then your school just looks amazing. Yeah, just your school just looks amazing. Then you got the best volleyball players, the best basketball players. Now you got man, we got national championship everything. Well, that's one thing. I mean, Fullerton and Long Beach both really good at baseball. UCI really good at basketball. Mm-hmm. Long Beach has made the tournament a few times in basketball too. So I mean, it's not like these programs are, are super struggling yeah. and anything else too. So you know they have good sports. Yeah, like good just, athletic programs. I don't know what it is. They just. I don't know, man. I, I I root for you. I hope you go. I, I, I just think these athletic directors ain't ain't doing it right. You know, <laughs> especially with kids nowadays. You get a you get a good jersey and a nice turn up song, and kids want to go to your school. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like make a nice YouTube highlight. Yeah, video. your jerseys are black. I commit. That's all it took. Like all I did was black jerseys and <laughs> what? That's yeah. it. Like that's how right, Oregon cool. got there. Yeah, <laughs> Oregon. Like that's why everybody gets getting nice jerseys. Mm-hmm. Nice jerseys. You'll play. We're competing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in, Coach. Mm-hmm. Then I'm, I'm in Southern California, but we're 30 minutes away from the beach. Yep. Beautiful women everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's always warm. You know, no snow, no rain. No rain, no snow. Snow games? No, we don't do snow games. <laughs> rain? Oh, no. We do. It might rain 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be gone. Don't worry. Yeah, don't you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Cold. It's cold outside. No, it's just 50. Yeah. You'll be okay. Don't worry. Just mm-hmm. go out there and hit somebody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's... That's perfect. That's perfect. Then he's like, you ain't even got to worry about paying for nothing. Yeah. In college, you ain't got to worry about rent. Bro, go, go in your dorm room. Mm-hmm. Just, I need to teach you to pass these grades. And mm-hmm. get, you know, find your career. Mm-hmm. And if you want to do football, hey, guess what we got? We got a football team. We got a football team. Yeah. On top of all of this stuff, we got a football team. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Like, that's like... But that's like the best ice cream you can have. Right yeah. there is everything. What do you want? <laughs> everything. It's right here. Yeah. Don't got worry. Not, nothing mm-hmm. you worry about is here. Just, we got you. Mm-hmm. You want to smile? <laughs> <laughs> hey, come here. Come on. Yeah. Even if you just stay for four years, you're going to be like, bro, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be like, we know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we told you. This is why we did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I would love to see them come back. That they all had nice. football teams. I mean, Cal State Northridge, mm-hmm. Long Beach, Fullerton. They all had football teams at one point. But, you know, at one back. point or another, they just took it out and disbanded. And just bring it back. Might as well just go on and... Like, Cal State Long Beach used to have, like, NFL players. Like, mm-hmm. it was, like, a big school. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't know this until I was, like, you know, got grown. I'm like, all right. This NFL player is in the Hall of Fame. Went to where? Whoa. <laughs> like, 
when was Cal State Long Beach that good? Like, yeah. what? You know what I'm saying? But it's like, what happened? Yeah. So why? So why out of high school I couldn't go to Cal State Long Beach and play football? Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'd have loved to go to Cal State Long Beach and play football. Mm-hmm. I'd have committed the first day they told me. Yeah. Hey, you want to play? Yes. <laughs> I ain't got to go, nope. <laughs> go nowhere. It's right here. It's cool. I know everybody. So it's not like I'm just like nervous. Like what? No, I'm right here. Mm-hmm. Have fun. Further my career. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's it's too easy not to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm not say it's too easy, but I think it's too easy for us if you know sports. Mm-hmm. Like, I truly study sports. And I truly pay attention to every sport. I almost have a basic knowledge of every sport. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Only private sports I can't say I don't have actual knowledge on is like surfing and surfing. Like tennis. Yeah, one cause I got like, tennis, lacrosse. I don't know anything about. But one because like I can't swim. So yeah, like, <laughs> surfing is not like you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. I can't really do surfing because yeah. I fall, I'm gonna die. So so water polo note too. But I love water. Watching water polo is fun. Yeah, I don't know. I like watching surfing too. It just I don't really know how to do all this stuff. Okay. Water polo, I kind of you know know a little bit of basics. I love watching water polo. You know what I'm saying? Swimming is fun sometimes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But track, I love. Tra- I ran track. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So volleyball, baseball. I love watching baseball yeah. sometimes. Not yeah, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Hey, softball is a lot of fun though. Softball is so much fun. Yeah. I I think that they Soft- should you know televise a little bit of these softball games. They're starting to now. But- Some. It's, it's still a growing Softball sport. Softball games is fun. I think, I, honestly, I think women's sport don't get enough credit mm-hmm. for the stuff that they do. You know what I'm saying? Like the WNBA, you know what I'm saying? Softball, National Softball League, all these different sports. is like, women do they shit in these sports. Yeah, even the women's national soccer team for the, you Yeah, know. like how are you not, mm-hmm. why are we not watching, why are we not paying these people? Like, yeah. this, this is the only soccer team with this wedding yeah. in all of America. <laughs> I think we should pay those people so they're happy to mm-hmm. play again. Because if mm-hmm. not, we're back to being a laughing stock of soccer world. Right, exactly. Because I, I, I don't know what's going on. I mean, it's mm-hmm. I don't know if they just decide to get the it's, third. I don't know what it is, to be honest with you. It's just, it, it does, like you said, it doesn't matter here compared to mm-hmm. like other countries where soccer's been around so much longer yeah. in Spain and Italy and Brazil. And, but it's, I feel like it's got to be. You know what I mean? I feel like the people out there sometimes be like, bro. I might be better than you, bro. Right? I think I can name one male soccer player, and that was like Tim Howard, <laughs> just because he was a goalie and he yeah. was good. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, he was a shit. Yeah, he was was a shit. A shit. Then it was like I was watching some of them games and be like, bro, you look like you jogging. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you doing. Like, you know, I understand you playing the best in the world, but damn, mm-hmm. like, we we struggling with India. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's not good, bro. Yeah. Like, we got. The best facilities in the world. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, if you think about it, too, the best athletes, though. I mean, you look at, like, OBJ when he posts those, yeah, like, those those videos of him dunking and kicking the soccer ball LFR. It's like the best athletes here in this country want to play basketball or football. Yeah. Those are the two main sports, right? Or in other countries, like Brazil, the best athlete, you know, play soccer. soccer. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. other countries, too, might be, like, Canada might be hockey or some shit like that, you know? Yeah. Uh, and some of the other colder countries. But, you know what I mean? Each sport, each country has their own, like, sport. And if you're good at that sport, you know, if you're in Mexico and you're really good an athlete, you're playing soccer. Yeah. You know what I mean? From an early age. And they're putting... Yeah, you, I get Especially that. in, like, you know, in the Spains and, like, all those really good mm-hmm. teams, like the Barcelonas and the Madrid. They have, That's all they got. They have their youth teams, right? And, and kids don't even... 
I don't even know how it works exactly, but I know kids ha- they go to academies. Yeah, and they be there from like thirteen. And then thirteen hours of the day practicing soccer for six. Yeah, and doing school the other whatever. But you but you got a contract with a team, right? Exactly. <laughs> Basically, if you keep it up and you end up being really good, you just play for Madrid and you're like a feeder team. Yeah. You don't have that here. We don't have that. You know, for soccer here, and that's why I yeah. think it suffers a little bit more compared to other countries. Yeah, I definitely get that. Mm-hmm. So that's all, that's why I want to be, if you know. Studying wise, yeah. school wise, that's where. So if I can get that, I feel like I could really train around a team. No, that'd be cool. That'd be dope, man. You know, make sure I get all the right coaches. That's why I think it is mm. the right coaches. Because you get the right coaches in the right positions with the right mindset. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You can build a program, you can build a tradition. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's after yeah. music and a needed conversation. There you go. You know, that's one of those things you do. Like, yeah. All right, I'm bored now. I need something else to do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I got a lot of, yeah. I love sports. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I do too, man. I love sports, bro. <laughs> I'm glad I had you on the show, man, because this is, this is a lot of fun. This is Definitely. a lot more, too, than we had even planned for, you know? Definitely. Yeah. And, like, two sports-minded individuals, like, that's just the yeah, best. We, you we know sit here and talk all day about sports. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Anytime. Thank man. you for hopping on. Anytime, brother. And then plug your podcast and also your oh, Instagram yeah. real quick um, before. So it's King. You know, we got Story by King. That's my personal Instagram, my music Instagram, Story by King. Then the podcast Instagram is A Needed Conversation. Go and follow those things. You know, give me your comments, your, you know, your your opinions. Tell me everything that you feel because I really like listening to those stuff because those stuff, you know, they help. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Those those really help the next the next couple topics, the next couple songs, you never know. So yeah, so Story by King and A Needed Conversation is exactly as it's spelled, you know what I'm saying? So definitely give me a follow and give me some likes and some love, some support, because at the end of the day, you know, I'm building this off from the ground, you mm-hmm. know? You know, I know you know how it feels, building yeah. this from the ground, like so the the little bit of, of support or the little bit of repost that you can give us is definitely, exactly. definitely a big help in a long way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright, thanks again for hopping the podcast, man. Best of luck with everything. Anytime, brother. Hey, this is Noah Alvarez again for the last time on this week's show. Then hope you enjoy the conversation with King Malcolm and I. Reminder this podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud. And if you can, it'd be great if you could subscribe, if you could follow, if you could leave us a rating and a review, if you could like, if you could share us with some of your friends word of mouth is always great too whatever you can to help promote the podcast i would greatly appreciate it again shout out to generic sports for producing the groovy instrumental in the background you can check out more of his work at soundcloud.com slash generic sports follow me on twitter at underscore noah alvarez on instagram at noha underscore alvarez and follow the my mike and i podcast on instagram it's a relatively new page could use some followers and i do like posting polls some questions up on there try and get the listeners interactive with the show so yeah follow the mint my mike and i instagram page at my period mike and period i again this is noah alvarez of the my mike and i podcast signing off till next time